Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good evening, man. Whenever you're listening to this, thank you for listening to this, man. We uh, we all appreciate you guys for tuning into the show. I'm Ashe, um, one third of Boys on a Lot of Podcasts, besides Samari and Owen. Um, we just want to say thank you guys for all the support you guys have been giving us, man. Continue to listen week in, week out. Uh, we're extremely uh, happy that you guys are enjoying the show. Um, we're on Pocket Cast, we're on Apple Podcasts, and exclusively through Spotify and Anchor. Um, just continue to keep on doing your thing, shouting us out, sharing the show, and uh, we'll continue to keep on doing our thing and giving you great podcasts. Love you guys. Enjoy the show.
out the comments, leave me out the nonsense, speaking out of context, people need some content, niggas trying to keep up, shit is not a contest, whipping bands concept, heaven sent, God sent, at least that's what my mom says, proof is in the progress, money's not an object, busy than a motherfucker, you know how my job get, barking up the wrong tree, you know how the dogs get, haven't fallen off yet, come with a classic, they come around years later and say it's a sleeper, the ears are real, the petty is real, might charge my ex for a feature, deposit the money to Brenda Leticia, or Linda Felicia, she came for me twice, I didn't need enough for her once, you know I'm a pleaser, 42 millimeter, was made in Geneva, yeah, I probably should go to Yeshiva, we went to Ibiza, yeah, I probably should go live with Yeezy, I need me some Jesus, but soon as I started confessing my sins, he wouldn't believe us, sins, I got sins on my mind and some M's, got a lot of M's on my mind and my friends, yeah, I keep my friends on my mind, I'm in love, I'm in love with two girls at one time and they tens, that's why I got ten on my mind, I got M's, got a lot of M's on my mind and my friends, yeah, I keep my friends on my mind, should repent, I need me some Jesus in my life, amen. But I love me a threesome D, I'm a dilly, this shit my little secret He tryna dish me to blow up, I peep it I can't respond, we just go at your people If I love some rats on the bed, you can keep it This shit getting deeper and deeper, I dig it My shovel won't be and I was broke, had to fix it A shark in the water, you swim with the love it I hit the day by tomorrow, she miss it I grab a net, she look up, then I kiss it I'm not a goat, but I fit the description I like the post, so I get the prescription We walk around with them bands and I bitch it This gun ain't gon' jam and I blow, I ain't missing I'm dropping hit after hit, I'm just chilling But I send a hit while I chill with my children Bigger the business, the bigger the office I fuck around and found me a shred and I caught up, they call for my artists, they making me offers, I don't even bargain, I start from the bottom, I lost a Ferrari, Las Vegas, Nevada, I woke up the following day and went harder, I'm cracking my shit, now they see that I'm smarter, I gotta get money, I love to get charter, I gave them four burgers at once for a startup, I can't let them down, walk around with my guard, I'm screaming out YOLO, yeah, that's still the motto, I know I be on some shit that they ain't thought of. Sins, I got sins on my mind and some M's, got a lot of M's on my mind and my friends, yeah, I keep my friends on my mind, I'm in Now tuned into another episode of Boys on Light podcast with Ashe Sanchez, Mari Sanchez, and Owen Burke. How I almost get Samari's name, bro? I don't know. That's a damn. It's shit. not even you skipped it. It almost sounded like you was finna mess it up. Yeah, that's a damn. He's shit. like finna mess up He's the last name like it's a butcher damn thing. Like the, the substitute teacher. I know, right? In high school, samurai come to the front desk, <laughs> bro. I don't know how they call him samurai. Like, where you get that? Like, Samaria, can you please come to like, You're adding letters at this point, bro. You're doing too much. You're reaching. You're reaching. But we're no, definitely here live, for sure. We're here live on the podcast, man, from the, from the living room today. Yes, sir. Changing it up for a little Ooh. bit, you know a what I'm saying? Change. You know what I'm saying? Gang with me. My dog bit a hole in my wall in my bedroom. You guys are now live it's with us. And we're room. live on live in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the place, bro. Boys is in here. Podcast is live. You know how we do. We already know where we're going, man. So the first topic of today is 
First topic of today, I think we want to start with some fan questions today. Fan questions? Because I think that's always the most important thing because, you know, people, I mean, that's people telling us what they want to hear. So we're going to start with some fan questions. So we had one. Start off the day. They want to know, is Bobby's first song out of jail going to be a hit? Or his first album even, maybe. First project or whatever the case may be. Either one. Give me an answer for both, even, if you want to. First single. So, I don't know. What do you think? Without a doubt. I feel like if you go back, just on a musical standpoint, I'm not even going to get into the personality aspect of Bobby Shmurda, but just on a music standpoint, what he was doing before he got locked up, incredible. He took his brand, his 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 whole, you know, team of people, GS9, mm-hmm. and made them something that people didn't think they were. And for them to go out of, a, you know, New York at that time, it was not popping. You know, honestly, let's be real, New York didn't start really popping again with music until, you know, the pro era, the, you know, ASAP mob. Took a little, you know, dip down, yeah. and then it came back up mm-hmm. after that. So, with that being said, you know, now that he's back out, what seven, six and a half, seven years later, it's so know, crazy, sudden, man. And he's still trending, still a, a topic of discussion. Yeah, without a doubt, I think it's going to definitely do numbers. I mean, he's had seven years to figure out which song it was going to be. So, I what mean, goes first? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, I think, I think, I don't know, man. It's tough because at the same time, you could have the same thing. Where I mean, he's been locked up for seven years. He's got a lot of music in his head. Like, yeah, he could drop just a ton of stuff, and some of it isn't the best quality, you know. Because I feel like he's probably itching to drop something. I mean, I know I would be. Seven years locked up. Like I'm dropping the first week I'm out. I'm surprised he hasn't dropped anything yet. Like at least a snippet on IG Live, like something. Hey, I haven't seen him active on social media at all. Oh, well, at least he, I haven't. He, yeah, he made a new Instagram account, so that oh, kind of like changed him up a little bit. But I, I mean, he's honestly been in the studio. He's been obviously tapping back in with Roddy Rebel, who came out and made that hit single with Nav. So yeah. I think he'll definitely come back hard. I think they've got the team up there to do it in New York. Oh, yeah, like I sure. think I think the way that he went to jail and how he stayed solid and he's out and then the New York scene has kind of flourished in the last couple of years without him even. So now he's stepping back into the game. And I think I think anybody, especially if you're from New York and you're a rapper, anybody that doesn't show that man respect when he gets back to the city is just flat out wrong. Like it's just like you're doing you're hurting yourself more in the long run, in my opinion. I think the thing about it is, like, one, I've never really been, like, I've never really been big on Bobby because I was more of a Roddy Rebel fan. So I feel like Roddy Rebel was always the one I, like, I clinged on to and out of, uh, out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bobby had his song, and, like, I was talking to my cousin about it the other day. Like, he always, he, no, it was my little brother. He said, I don't know why everybody gives Bobby because he only had good two good songs. But I think about people in the industry forget that when you become a one-hit wonder, and especially in that time, yeah, when you become a one-hit wonder, it's so hard to come back with another song just yeah. as good. And yeah, he came back with another song that's just, just as good. good. That's how, yeah. And that's the thing about it. Like, yeah. you, you went on... You went on that song, right? 
and you did what Bobby bitch. Mm-hmm. And then you came back. No, it was hot nigga first, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. came back with Bobby bitch. But then not even was Bobby bitch fired. Bobby bitch had the uh, had the. Uh, Snippet to go with, yeah. and the snippet was the fire part about oh, that. Yeah. So then you come back with that, and it's just like crazy because now you see like what he's becoming, and then like <laughs> you throw the hat up, like everything was just at that the time dance, was different. Like oh my god, the smurdy dance, man! Like and you got the dance to go with it, bro. It's shit crazy. I mean, I I just it's just so surreal because I mean. Well, yeah, you're right. Because everyone's like, well, yeah, he's one-hit wonder. Like, it's the same thing. I compare, like, one-hit wonders, and especially in rap, like, I compare a lot to, like, comedy movies. Like, Step Brothers is a great movie, but, like, Step Brothers 2, like, there's no way that you could recreate what you did on the first one. Yeah. Because the first one was so lightning in the bottle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so for you to be no. able to do it, so it, and that goes for... It's it falls a lot in the genre of like when it's like Will Ferrell movies, Adam Sandler movies, stuff like that. So like the fact that Anchorman two was so good, like was surprising to me. I didn't want him to drop it. I was like Anchorman one because I feel like it tarnishes it in a certain yeah, way. So that's like, true. and it's the same thing with Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. I thought they were gonna keep going, and I was like, I feel like it's just gonna get so played out. Like Fast and Furious to me is so played out now. Like we went from Fast One, Two, Three, Four racing cars, and now we got. We got jet planes. We're going to space and certain things. We <laughs> yeah, got tanks true. on the highway. Like, that is true. So, like, I feel like, yeah, they're still selling, but you're reaching so hard to try to do that. And I feel like a lot of artists won't go out there and reach that hard. So it's hard for them to get back to the top. But and that's the thing, he like, hit it twice. I think he could do it a third. I think he could do it again, mm-hmm. but we're living in a generation where one-hit wonders are big and... You look at Little Nas X, he did the Old Town Road and he came back with Panini and then you do Cardi and you do uh Cardi B and like to be a one hit wonder is everything now. You look at Megan the Stallion, like being a one hit wonder yeah, is gonna get your that's gonna get your career bumping now. Like that's how you get into it. You look at Jack Harlow with what's popping, like you have to be a one hit wonder to get to what you wanna be yeah. in this industry, you know? That's, that that's the crazy true. thing about it. So I think he can do it, but I, I think I got somebody on here that said what he needs to do first is he needs to drop a whole album with features. Yeah. To show what he can do, you know? I would agree. Don't come out with the no feature track right out the gate. Like, we'll get there. But we're trying to, man, like. Well, that's, that's what they said. Fun. They said that he needs to do it with no features. I want to say with no, I wouldn't say with no features just because, like, you have to have, you have to show that you have that sense of relevancy. Mm-hmm. And you have to show because whenever he went in the jail, went he only has one mixtape out. Yeah, yeah. And the one mixtape that he dropped was five songs. Had two of your major songs on there, and nobody ever listens to the other two major songs. I'm probably you probably can't tell me two other major Bobby songs because I'm gonna be real with you. As much as I know about music, I can't tell you two other Bobby songs. Nah. Yeah. So it's like you got to come with something harder. And then you say that you've been down with Quavo since day one. You say that you're being cool with Thug since day one. They've been giving you your flowers ever since you got out. Now you got to, like, collab with them. Mm-hmm. But the game is so different now. Like, the yeah. game is so different now since he went to jail, you know? Like, he went to go, he went into jail, and it was a different time. So yeah. now music has changed. Like, it's just exponentially the music has changed. But what's the next question? The next question on the docket is... 
something that I feel pretty passionate about, and I think it's a good question too. And I think I think it's one that a lot of people are going to enjoy. So um, the next question on the docket is: Is college necessary in today's day and age? Like, do you need a college degree to succeed in this world? Yes or no? What do you think, Samara? I'll let you go first. Um, I think by the like society standpoint. By far, I feel like that's still the route that most professionals, like teachers, leaders, or like, you know, bosses even might like persuade you to go. But I feel like in a, you know, general sense, you don't necessarily need to go to college. And this generation with everybody being at the fingertips of your hands, as long as you have the right connections and something that will gravitate or like have a, you know, a consistent or consecutive, you know, supply and demand, mm-hmm. you're golden. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about it what a couple episodes ago. OnlyFans. Like that's one of the leading things right now. You ain't gotta do nothing but Take post yourself pictures, in, in, post a, in a bikini. Yeah. You just be at the beach. You can you can make money off that. Yep. So I mean, it just goes to the to show you like you don't need to have uh you know four GPA. And if you are doing that and you are taking that route for sure, kudos to you. I'm not taking that away from you. You know what I'm saying? Definitely something that you're doing something that you feel is important. That's going to accelerate yourself in life. But nonetheless, it shouldn't matter what anybody else says as long as you make that mental you know you know background and make that your staple or make that whatever you want to do you're going to you know accelerate yourself career-wise regardless now there is an alter like alter like alternate side to that i mean you can finish your degree hate college hate that you're in student debt and then you could end up being you know in a place where you don't necessarily can you know knowing what you want to do yeah. because i mean we all had that experience to an extent you, you get out of high school it's like all right well i mean i did what they told me to do i graduated so yeah. now what, what next and that's yeah. the thing so i mean it's that's just, one of the biggest things i think about too because when you get into when you're in your high school when you're in middle school they talk to you about getting into high school and they said the high school teachers are not going to be like this, this, They're not going to be easy on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then you get in high school and they say that your college teachers are not going to be like that. But then you get to college and sometimes they were kind of... It's it's 50-50. Sometimes like... If you're going to community college, it's different. Yeah. If you're going to a university, it's different as well. You know? That's true, yeah. And the thing about it is I know a lot more I've been coming in contact with a lot of people. It's definitely who you know. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely say that with Ebro. Yeah. It's definitely who you know. Networking is... And networking is 100% the big deal. If you know Lil Wayne, I'm pretty sure you can go a lot further knowing Lil Wayne than going to school. Yeah. Because the person that school is probably going to have to grind a little harder to get to where they want to be in life than the there person who has the cheat codes, you know? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, look at, look at, like... It's not necessary anymore. That's That was the question. Is it necessary? No, it's not. Uh, it's not. Oh, yeah, straight up. Especially, especially, like, having, like, stuff for, like, trade schools and stuff, like... That's not even necessary anymore. I mean, but those are kind of valid. Like, you're trading your talents for something else. Yeah. But, like... Instead of going to college, do that instead. I mean, it's it's... I feel like... I was going to speak on that, too, because like, I almost considered trade school before I joined the military at one point. But trade schools are, 
a hit or miss because it just depends on what you're like passionate about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's really good for a lot of people like that do like architecture or they do like you know electrical work, plumbing stuff less like hands on right then and there because you can get a job a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but. A lot of people try, I've seen, try to do technical school for, like, like medical, like, CNA, like, just get your, you know, certifications, I'm going to get a job at a hospital. Like, that can be a hit or miss because a lot of times you won't have that that background that's going to, like, secure your job, sadly. Right. But, I mean, there's always, like, there's always loopholes to stuff nowadays anyways. What do you think, bro? I mean, the bottom line is that it's not necessary. Because oh, you yes, can sure. make it without it. But the, I think the most important thing in today's day and age, and it's something that I've struggled with, is that, like, you have to, like, finding a path is the hardest thing, but it's also the most important thing. You find what you want to do, and you do it. So, like, right now, this is what we want to do going forward. Like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is our career field, especially for us. Like, yeah. I'm trying to be in a radio booth, and I'm 40, talking about Tom Brady Jr. and the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I want to be at with my life. So valid. I don't technically need a degree. At least I don't think. I mean, if I if I need one, then I got to go get one. It is yeah. what it is. But yeah. I mean, if we're doing this like this, this is independent. I don't need a degree for that. Oh, yeah. I'm no. not going to go back to school then. But <laughs> I mean, you know, but I got a buddy, you know, Brendo's at Wichita State right now. He's entering his senior year. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's acing all his classes. He's working for the baseball team there, making his connections. He's absolutely killing it right now. He knows what he knew what he wanted to do when he got out of high school and he went and did it. That's yeah. the most impressive thing to me. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Jake. Jake graduated from high school and he was like, Yeah, I've had enough of school. He's like, I ain't doing this. He's like, I'm just gonna work, I'm gonna make money, and I'm gonna I'm gonna live my life. Live comfortably. Yeah, bro. and live his life comfortably. And he he chose that road, he went there and he did that. So yeah. like and then you Stop look that. at me, like I spent four years at a community college now. I'm kind of in this middle point where like I either got to finish here. I got to go somewhere else. Like I got to pick because I can't. I mean, I've got to do something because right yeah. now I feel like but the thing about it, like, I'm on the college path, but I'm not walking it. You know, I'm broke down on the side right now. I got to get done. Man, I so think I need to elaborate what you like yeah. <laughs> to even get like to even get like to even get like an internship nowadays. Mm-hmm. You have to go to college, though. Like I'm like in college is like a segue for like everything, bro, True. because like you think about it, like even when we were getting the awards and stuff like they're asking you if you're like if you go to a if you go to a radio station. They're asking you, are you in college? Yeah. Are you doing this in college? Like everything is college based, so it's like the world revolves around college. But then again, we're telling people that the world revolves about what you know, and it really does. But I don't know. It kind of makes me. I, I kind of makes me backtrack. Like college isn't necessary, but now I'll, how about this? When it comes to like sports. It's not necessary. Oh, no. Because you saw that with LaMelo Ball. There's so many different platforms you can use now, especially, like, I mean, it depends on the sport, but, like, basketball being a very lenient sport now, you have, like, the G League, the D League, Mm -hmm. Euro Ball. Australia. You you don't got to go to the NCAA, which is not really exploiting the talent that goes there. I mean, you see that, and then you see a bunch of people go to D1s, they're supposed to be like, you know, starting or they're like, you know, transitioning period from high school. They're the top dog. You know, obviously you got your seniors, your upperclassmen in general who dominate that are supposed to be your starters. But then you have like, you know, those freak athletes that make it to the, the D, D League, the NCAA, Division One football, basketball, whatever. 
and then they get busted or they get injured, and then that's yeah. their career. Now you're just another name that. That is a great thing. Like, Somebody said college is a personal goal. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's it's a thing that I mean, that's tough to sit here and think about, but like. I think I just think about like the pressure that gets put on you, bro. Cause I don't think about it, bro. Like now that I'm in it, I want to finish it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's all like, I like when you're into the point you're just like, I'm already in deep. Like you might as well. I'm finish three, it now, four, bro. three, four years in. I'm not finna not get my associates. Yeah, like I'm sure. definitely at least finna go do that because that's gonna be like another, you know, eight hundred, nine hundred bucks and I can finish it no yeah, real. So so I definitely want to finish it, but and you said like that's how you make a lot of connections, a lot of internships. Feel like they need <laughs> that you need to be in college to do things, and like, I mean, you just got to work harder. That's all it is. If if you truly know what you want to do and you don't want to go to college to do it, you just got to work harder. I mean, that's all it is. You yeah. got to outgrind the people around you. Because I mean, I could not go to class for another day of my life, but if we sit here and we work on this and we take this to the top, I don't need to go back to class. Yeah, I mean, that's the bottom line. Now, if this flops out in in a month or two. And I'm sitting back at square one, then yeah, I probably need to go finish my associates. But another thing is, is like if you get a degree in something, man, like the the toughest thing is I see a person like my dad. My dad graduated from he went to three colleges. I think it took him five years to get his bachelor's. And he has he has a bachelor's in criminal justice. He has worked at a paint store and a tax software company since I've <laughs> since I was born. And he's worked at Atwoods. Those are the three jobs I've seen him have. Not a damn one has anything to do with criminal, criminal, criminal justice. justice. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is like, am I finna sit here and sink myself dollars $90,000 in debt for a piece of paper that I might never use again? That's real. That it's just a piece of paper because that's all college is. Like, I mean, you can learn stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to trash on the college system and everything, but like the baseline is like if you go to a job and they're like, you were, we require a bachelor's here. It's not a single – they're not saying, hey, at a radio station, not, we need a bachelor's in mass communications. They just want a bachelor's. They want to know that you are willing to go sink yourself in debt or get a scholarship and work your ass off for four years just to get this piece of paper, go through all this bullshit to get that piece of paper just so they know that you're a hard worker, I guess, yeah. is really is what it is. Because they don't care what the degree is in. It can be liberal arts, mass communications, business, whatever it is. They're like, you went through four years of bullshit. That's your certificate. You put yourself 80000 in the hole and you wasted all this time. <laughs> this is your piece of paper. It's kind of, I don't know. It's like you paid your dues, I guess. That's how companies, yeah. I feel like they look at it. And that's not what it should be. It should be an education. And I feel like college is just about money now. And, and that's the problem. And that's what I think a lot of people won't tell you when you're growing up is that college has become a business. And so instead of feeding into that so business, scam university, instead of feeding into that business and giving that business money, you need to be going out there and stealing that business money and reverting it back into the system. You know what I'm saying? Go the long way, work hard and do things your own way and enjoy it. That's the thing. Would you rather work hard, enjoy your life, make six figures or Work hard, sit at a desk, make 80K just to pay off your student loans when you're 60 and then retire five years. And five years later, you ain't got no money because Social Security's not there either. So, like, I just, I don't know, man. I feel no, like. But I agree with you, bro. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about it, bro. When we were in college, 
the professor that was teaching us didn't give a damn if we were going to show up to class or not because guess what? They were still going to get paid. Yeah. I mean, at least unless you're in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're in scholarship, yeah. But, like, the high schooler, I mean, the high school teachers at least give a damn about us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we got to that point where it was like, okay, if you want to fail, you want to fail. Maybe not at the community college level where we were at. Like, I feel like there were some teachers that were like, you know, I want to help you get there. They really it. wanted to get yeah. you there. Yeah. But as you're going to like K-State, you go to a Georgia Tech, you're going to a UCLA, the motherfuckers don't give a shit about you. Well, and I can't blame them either because they got 400 people per class. Yeah. Like, I can't and sit here and ask classes like, in a day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't sit here. And I think that goes all the way back to kindergarten through because people are like, well, my teacher sucks in high school. I was like, well, yeah, that teacher doesn't get paid enough to deal with your shit. <laughs> it all starts right back at the system. Yeah. That teacher doesn't get paid enough, so that teacher doesn't care. That teacher doesn't teach you, so now you hate school. Yeah. Here we are. And yeah. then you become that person when you're older, and now you're stuck in some job that you don't want to be at. And here mm-hmm. we are. The cycle just keeps going. Yeah. Or you have a you teacher know. that hates his life because he can't pay <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's real out there, bro. It's just it's a doggy dog world. I feel like a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to really be a teacher. And I'll be one that I'm not even gonna be biased. I was definitely that person in high school that I used to either. One, Especially when you be, have that that one defiant kid, bro. Yeah, bro. Like that's so the say, hard I was, I was part, always bro. be the one to try and like be unproblematic, or I was just problematic enough to always get in trouble. Yeah, like I wouldn't even be on no class clown bullshit, but like. I still would be the one to be like, Sam, come in the hallway real quick. Like, bro, yeah. you just picked me out of all these people over here talking, yeah. chit-chatting, getting it in mm-hmm. for no reason. Like, yeah, my mom can attest. That was me growing up, too. Like, yeah. I just talked too much. He's a great kid. He does his work. He passes his class. He just distracts everybody else. He talks too much. Oh, it is what it is, man. I mean, you taught me a subject that I already, like... You went up to teach. You got through two problems. I went and did the whole thing that you were doing. I went and did all the homework for that night. And now I'm sitting here. What else am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? So, like, and so like it, it's a problem that starts with school, but it's at the same time, those problems were created by the system. So I can't blame it. I can't sit here and blame it on my teacher because my teacher doesn't get paid enough and they don't have the power to do anything about it. It, all, it starts higher up than that. So... There's a lot of things that need to change in this country, especially about the educational system, and it's just going to take a lot of work. Because to do this one, you got to do that, and then to do that, you got to do this, and it's just one of the live fan questions that we got. So to section it over was still about Bobby, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, will Bob will Kodak be better than Bobby? Um. Well, I mean, with if, them both coming out of jail just now. Well, if you want to go straight to it, there's a 50 50 shot Kodak's going back to jail. So, I yeah, mean, he better drop something quick so we can figure it out. Because who yeah. knows? I mean, because right now, Bobby's staying out and Kodak's got another thing to deal with. I just hate this. The thing about Kodak is, like, he's the only type of rapper. Uh, he's the only type of rapper that, like, he doesn't want guidance, bro. No, he doesn't want an OG because he thinks he's his own OG. Which I'm, I'm, I'm all. I like the mindset. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all for that, bro. Because like that's that's kind of our generation. Like yeah. we really don't want no people to like be over us. But like when you have somebody like when you have half the rap game, especially people like Master P and like people that really like really want to help you be better than the person that you are, then like I would take that in because these are old and people. Yeah, bro, Pete, whenever, especially when you're, like, on the come up, bro, when you're on the come up on, in rap nowadays, that is the best thing. Because think about it. When the baby was on the come up, he had P. 
people like Diddy hitting him up. He had people like Jay Z hitting him up. It was like you know, like he, everybody yeah. wants to be with you because you're the new it thing, exactly. and you're getting all this wisdom from everybody. But like. Kodak still gets that. And I always say it to this day, Kodak is the luckiest black man on earth, bro. I don't know how he goes to jail so much and still gets out, bro. Gets out every single time. Every single time, bro. And they give him a slap on the wrist. Bro, got pardoned by the president of the United States. For one crime. That's the problem. He's, he's yeah, got, that's the thing, He's got though. seven yeah, on him. It's up. <laughs> that's up the issue. It's up for Kodak. But, like, remember the last time he got, he went to jail because, uh, what did he do? He had freaking was it went the on. Gun it was on. No, no. The, the gun charges was when he was in last time. Like yeah, 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 yeah. The year I before track. that, the time before that, he was on Instagram Live, mm-hmm. cooking. No, with a girl under minder, giving oh, yeah. him head on the shot on his on his thing, giving weed to his little son. Yeah. Like, it's come tough. on, bro. That's yeah, tough. Like at this point, like, come on, bro. Like, is it worth it? That's like, nice. it's just, I don't know, man. Our generation of rap is just like, different. we would be so good. <laughs> different it is, is different. the perfect way to put it. We would be so mind. good if we just would like fucking listen, bro. Stop fucking like, around. Like, <laughs> and it's like, that's the, like, bro, that's the thing about our generation of rap, bro. Because look, you think about it. What do we say? Push Ice is up next. He's going to be this. Bro has a murder charge on him, bro. Mm-hmm. Every rapper is like, he could be the next big thing if he is alive by then well, or if he's out of jail by then. I mean, that's how you get it, though, man. I mean, look at Bobby. Why did he go to jail? Because that whole, <laughs> his whole song that blew up, Smurder Dancing to Everything, all that stemmed from that song where he literally, like, word for word, names out everybody that was involved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember like, that, I yeah. Mean, Cause that's that's the image. That's, that's the image that that these rappers portray, and that's the image they feel like they have to follow. Yeah. Or that's, I mean, I mean that's just the game at this point. I mean that's what it is. Is guys have to portray themselves a certain way, and that the way they portray themselves gets you in trouble. But that's also what sells records. So. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, not I everybody guess, can be Will Smith. I, I guess that's true, you. though. Like, if you think about it, like, like in our generation of rap, the street shit sells. It does. That street shit sells. Look, but like, like, like it's like first album. you can't be a you can't be a fraudulent street nigga. You have to be about that. Like, you gotta have some. You kind have to have of some real, type of like, yeah. yeah Wait, but that name. like, I, I, I didn't think about it. Like, I like people. I like people like Kodak Black. Not Kodak Black, but I like people like 21 Savage that are like, you know, I'm not about that street life no more. Like, that's not for me. Well, yeah, he came out in interviews and talked about, like, I'm he knows what artist. his music does. I'm yeah. an artist. Like, yeah. like, he said, what did he say? Like, whenever he dropped 21 Savage, whenever he dropped Savage Mode 2, yeah. he said, I'm not killing no niggas. I'm not robbing no niggas. I'm better than that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm... Saying the shit because they get y'all hyped up in the songs. Yeah, and he's like, I know that people still do that while listening to my music, but I mean, that's what they do. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, I don't know, man. But I feel like that's, I mean, you look at every young star that's came up in the game in the last, like, especially like two to three years, are either, they either end up dead or they end up in jail. And it's sad, and I hate to hear it, but it is what it is. Like, I mean, you're yeah. like, Ex- but I, but that's why we like if you go back to last not to control but if mm-hmm. you go back to last week's show, 
That's why I said why what I said about Pop Smoke. Because if you listen about what I said about Pop Smoke was Pop Smoke could have been good, yes. Pop Smoke could have been a generational talent, yes. Yes, yes. But Pop Smoke also had to stay out of jail. Yep. Pop Smoke's mom had to sell her car to get her son out because she knew that her son had the talent yep. to get the money back to buy her a new car. Mm-hmm. But Pop Smoke only lasted so long out of jail, dropped one album, and was dead within the next month because yep. he was still gangbanging. Like, you have to give up some stuff. Once you get into this rap shit and you know it's serious and once you know you have that movement, bro, you have to make it in yourself to know that, hey, like, I'm in it now. I mean, like, there's a ton yeah. of guys that were like, they were like, oh, he's next up. That they got locked up. Like, Pop got killed. But he was he had his own legal troubles. Kodak keeps getting locked up. TK got locked up after his first song came out. Bobby got locked up after Bobby Bitch and, and his two songs blew up. And then... You have. I just thought of another one off the top of my head that I just forgot. But like, so many of these guys feel like they get big off singles, and it's like it's because the single was about a murder charge. Melly, Melly mm. got locked up. Like, and it's just that's a thing. It's bro. just Melly's, I feel like it's such a repeating thing. Melly's talent is crazy bro. for real. There's a lot of people. That like, I showed that. I showed Samari. The uh, we well, he, I mean, he's seen it, but I, I replayed the freestyle that he did, yeah, when he was in the he was in the booth with like Timberland and uh, like all the OGs, Timberland, all them, bro. He was just going, bro. I'm straight at that island, I'm straight out the jungle. You want to talk about freestyle juice was something different too with that, yeah, and then. Yeah. But that's like that's like a different that's like for a different <laughs> time because, yeah, juice his, his was depression, yeah, like Melly. Went on track and said, I killed two people. Melly killed two people. Yeah. And said it. And that's the thing is, I feel like, why is it? I feel like every song, like if a new rapper, somebody you never heard of, comes out, puts out a song about them killing somebody because it actually it happened not, in real life, it always blows up and then that person always goes to jail for it. Isn't it, 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 it? And Bobby did it. People be overanalyzing that shit. They can I mean, use as their as lyrics as, as evidence. Isn't that a lot? Yeah, you yeah, can't do that? Yeah. I think no, it's certain like, states. It happened to Boosie. Yeah, in Florida now, or. DC, they had just literally like I think it was like two or three weeks ago. I literally seen it. Um, they had literally put out a law that you can you can like literally get incriminalized for any of that because that's what I was saying. Yeah, so many like people like getting into it, and so many people like just getting exposed off of that. Like just simply just lacking. Yeah, I mean like like we've already stated like people want this persona. This, oh, I'm from the gutter, I'm from the streets. Nobody's knocking that. Nobody's telling you to not be gracious or be grateful from where you come from and exploiting that in your lyrics and your music and your talent. However, you got to realize the business aspect of this, and that's what people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand there's a, like, uh, I don't know, a, a law system, and there's a, a way of doing things to make yourself marketable. You can't make money like you want to, like you keep explaining in your lyrics if you're going to keep stopping. Killing people. I mean. <laughs> stopping, doing crimes, money. doing stuff like you back on the block, bro. Like, it don't work like that. And people don't understand that. Now, there's always, like I like, like we've already explained, there's, there's going to be your, you know, lefts and right turns. There's going to be your nicks and crevices along that road. There's going to be people that get over on things. But for the most part, if you're doing that, and you get caught up, you getting dropped from the label, you getting fined, you getting arrested, and you more than likely going to jail. 
It ain't yeah, too many. Yeah. You got to be an established starter to start catching breaks with that thing. Like, yeah, bro. Like, that's why TK and Bobby got locked up right away and why Kodak can get away with it. Because Kodak, I feel like, established himself before he got locked up for the first time. So people knew, like, because he was a tape or two in. And people were like, oh, yeah. Like, Valid. Like, the 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 record companies were like, yeah, we got to keep him. Like, we got to give him a shot. We got to fight for him because he can make us a lot of money if we get out. Like, that's why Bobby and Tiggy didn't have a lot of media companies come to bat for them because it was one or two songs that they had heard. And they're like, ah, I don't know if we could trust it. Like, yeah, it's a hit. It's one of the best songs this year. But, like, can you sustain a type of longevity with that? Or are you going to be another one-hit wonder? Yeah, that's real. Nobody's going to go to bat for a one-hit wonder. They'll yeah. go to bat for somebody that's got albums. It did, yeah, and so. it also does depend on that artist, though, because I ain't going to lie to you. We take it back to 2009. You got what? Bunch of different artists that are still obviously shaping music today. Biggest one being Drake. Drake would have gotten legal issues. I guarantee you, money, my damn near my life. Wayne would have been like, "All right, we'll pay the fine. We'll get him out." Exactly. Yeah. But they knew how many what, people outside of Wayne would have done it. That's the thing. Yeah. Wayne like, was the one that was running the new what he was getting himself into. Yeah. yeah. Wayne knew what he saw from day one. I mean, he didn't have obviously no issues with that because I mean he was already marketable. He was already in a. A primetime TV selection, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's that that explains itself right there. But a lot of people don't have that background, so they get into these multi-millionaire companies. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna sign a deal, or yeah, shit, you ain't even gotta get on a deal. Most of these people nowadays, you got all these streaming platforms and different ways of you know embracing that culture and and, and, and you know shipping that music out. Shit, fuck it, I did it without a deal. I don't need a deal. My, one of it's my favorite artists, do, one of my favorite artists, Young Dolph, made his own made his own staple in hip hop in general, especially the trap scene. But you don't ever really see that man as much as he talks about it, and we know he's about it. You don't ever see him double tapping or getting himself fucked up because he knows, hey, at the end of the day, I want to make millions forever. I don't want to be relevant for five years, three years, and then just fade away, be broke, and then then what? Just that. It's just then what? It ain't nothing else there for it. So, you know, you got to be able to, like, you know, discipline yourself and put yourself in a box. Like, is this really what I want to do? Or is this something to get me to a point where it's like, all right, I'll make enough money and I'll do something else. That's real. What's next? So next up, I want to keep it in music for now. And we'll go we'll go through the two. And then the third one's going to be the big topic that I want to talk about the most. But, like, the first one up. Is I'm curious because I saw this on Twitter and I sent it to Shay and he was like, save it for the show. And I was like, that's a good idea. So, so I saw this thing and it was like, which one? Because I, I, I saw the tweet and I saw the responses and I was just, I was, I was lost. <laughs> I wouldn't say flabbergasted because I don't know. Like, I, I try to listen to Playboy Cardi as much as I can and like I've started to warm up to him a lot more. But like, I'm, not a, huge, again? I'm not a huge Cardi fan. So, like, the tweet was, who had a better three-album run? Was it Travis Scott with Rodeo, Birds, and then Astroworld, or Playboy Cardi with Playboy Cardi, Die Lit, and Whole Lot of Red? Which is the better three-run stretch? Because a lot of people are saying Cardi, and I was just like, I'm just sitting here looking at it, and I'm not trying to dis- disrespect Playboy Cardi at all, but like, I'm sitting here looking, and I'm like, I think Astroworld takes on two, if not all three of its albums by itself. I think of that album very, very highly. Um, mm. Production-wise, it's there. Replay value is there. I mean, it's it is a to me, it's a literal masterpiece. Like, I mean, the the production on it is obviously the main part, but just 
like euphoric level beats mixed with and just the way that they master Trav's vocals on there and the way that Don Tolliver comes in on certain songs is just and then the nav feature on Yosemite. It's just I feel like there's just like there's just a list. You're like, how to make a perfect album. And I feel like he checked ninety nine of the hundred boxes. Like I just so I was curious, I wanted to open thing. it up to you. Like which what's a better three album run to you? Is it Trav with those three or is it Playboy Cardi with his? Not being biased, I, I'm I'm going Trav. That's what I did too. And that's why I thought. But it's it was, like because like it's hard to put yourself in that predicament because you think about Robbie Rodeo being maybe one of the greatest trap albums ever, mm-hmm. and then you go to Birds, which is I mean it doesn't get to criminally underrated. Yeah, criminally underrated. Underrated, but like you go from that to Astral World, which is out of this world amazing album. I uh, I still don't think people give the credit it deserves, and a lot of people don't even give a lot of people don't even give Travis Scott the the respect that he deserves as an artist, bro. Like. Our our family members and stuff like that are just now getting onto Travis because of the McDonald's stuff, the clothing stuff. Like Travis Scott is goaded in every. He's a marketing way. genius. Yeah, I mean, like, and this is the thing, and the thing that I truly hate. And I mean, we're sitting here, like I say, like I really hate this. Like I'm not sitting here doing the exact same that I. <laughs> the, the thing that I'm saying is like. There's always got to be a comparison. Yeah. We're sitting here comparing. I hate that. Like, because people are like, well, Astroworld's not better than this. I'm like, I don't care. Like, because at the end of the day, if I say who's better, who's better, who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan. And yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is music is more subjective than sports is on top of that. Yeah. You know, if I'm like. There's actual facts to prove something. Exactly. At least you have like statistical numbers of how he did against the same type of competition and everything. But like. All you have is sales. And, I mean, Astroworld's and Even there. that doesn't even do justice. There's been a lot of unappreciated albums. I'll be the first one. Like, R&B 2019, Sir put out probably, in my opinion, the best album. It blew. I, I would be real and say it blew some albums out. The only album that competed with him was... What was it, Summer Walkers? Mm-hmm. It's the Jeez, age of that streams. was 2019, right? Yeah, so like it's hard to count sales in the day of streaming. I and feel like I mean, I'm not trying to do this to be biased either. Realistically speaking, yeah. I mean, I would also pick Travis. Um but it just, just it just depends on three, a great it just three depends on where you're coming from. Yeah. A lot just, of people don't appreciate whole lot of red for what the, what it really is. Exactly. But that album's like okay. I, think about this, Cardi. This is my thing with Cardi. Give me the give me the pictures again. Cause this, this is my thing with that thing. So I always look at it like this: like this is this is Cardi. This is the lo-fi Cardi. This, this is whatever. Yeah. This is him being. This is him being that Cardi, back flipping into a yeah. new era, which Dilate, was yeah. the rock era. Yeah, I always tell people that. Yeah, and. I love it because that's how I see it. I see him going into a new era of rap, which where if you listen to it, like with R.I.P. and stuff like that. It's out there. It's different. Is that album had the lo-fi stuff, but it also had some of the stuff that we got on this new album. Yeah. Like the, 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 the It's a lot of, R.I.P. Bredo. Like it was going A lot of keys, a lot of different harmonic tunes, but. Like I said this, like I was explaining, like a lot of people didn't understand where Cardi was going with this. What people don't understand in general music, let me pause on this whole thing. Let me just say this, bruh. 
You cannot be in a fucking stagnant spot in your career yeah. and think that, okay, I'm going to go back and do the same shit. It don't matter what the fans want, per se. Per se. Let me clarify. Per se. When you get to a point like Cardi, we all, I especially, but we all love that 2015 lo-fi. I'm with Icy Twy. I'm working with, you know, uh, Father and, you know, Awful Records. And, you know, I get signed. I get picked up by, you know, ASAP Rocky and V-Lone. And then it's like, okay, well, we're going to start a new thing. We're going to start AUG. AUG boys, you know, start taking over that whole entertainment selection. And then it's like, okay, I, I'm a I'm a product now. I'm a B-list celebrity. I can do what the fuck I want to do. Cardi didn't simp and stay standard to, okay, well, I'm going to just keep giving what they want. He said, no, sure. I'm going to do something different just to prove to the motherfuckers I'm different. And then I'm going to go back to what I want to do when I want to do it because I can have that freelance to do that. I'm a profitable organization, if you will. I'm something that is marketable. I'm something that is going to make money to whoever I sign to. And, I mean, look at what he did. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of stigma behind the whole lot of red. But if you actually listen to more than just the, oh, it's the autotune that's whack. Oh, he's doing the baby voice too much. Oh, he, y'all are so picky. We are picky as, you know, individuals in this in this day and age. But... Y'all not really listening and digesting music like you used to. What do you think? Well, I mean... We get music too quick. It's true. It's tough because... But at the same time, I feel like we don't. This day and age is spoiled with the things that they have. But at the same time, they want more. Like, I feel like my attention span has been ruined by... By TikTok and things. Like, I feel like I can't watch a video for longer than 10, 20 seconds without going like... Like, either it has me or I'm like, ah, I'm bored. Like, scroll. Like, I'm no. done. So, and I feel like that comes into music the same way. Like, if you don't have your, like, heaters on songs one, two, and three, people aren't going to listen to the whole thing, man. Yep, like, right. there's a very few. And I'm one of those people. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, when I listened to a whole lot of Red the first time through, I got to track three, and I was like, nah. Like, I was like, this is, like, I was like, I'm not. And I'm never one to trash on people's music. Like, my whole thing is, like. There's very select few musicians or rappers or whatever that I'll be like, that person's album is trash. Because like if I if I'm truly coming out and I'm like, it was garbage, it was doo-doo butter, then like <laughs> I believe that I can make something better than that. So like that's why even like on Whole Lot of Red, like I wasn't a fan of it out the gate, but I wasn't like it's not bad. It's just different. I wasn't expecting it. I don't hate yeah. it. It's just it's just not it's not what I was expecting. I don't like it that much. I think I was accepting of it because I just was like, he's coming with a different thing. Like, when you look at the album cover, when you see the Slade album cover, like, you know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It's Slash. Like, that album cover was off of a rock album cover. So, he, what did you expect from it? You know what I'm saying? And, like... People didn't get that to the You got to get the hit down. of everything. That, like, these rappers are trying to give you something just to give you something. Like, they're giving you hints within the music, you know? Yeah. I think Travis's thing is that Travis... Was just consi- like that. That when you say album stretch, you give it to Travis. When you said who was the most experimental, you oh, give it to Cardi. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you you have your core fans. They wait an X amount of time, and you're like, oh yeah, like this third album that you guys really been waiting for. You guys have been begging me to drop. I've been teasing you with. 
I want you to know that I went back and I did some lo-fi shit. I leaked all the lo-fi music that you want. But then, but then again, I'm going to tell you like this. Fuck you in your opinion. I went and dropped the fucking whole ass rock and rap album yeah. on your ass and changed the whole fucking vibe. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Travis was like, I'm going to stay true to my fans, which we appreciate. He changed when he got to Rodeo, but the consistency just got better. Yeah. And it, and it took off more. And Rodeo was what it was. You had Tori and Morio and you went down. Then, you know, you get to Birds and you get to work with your, your idol and Kid Cudi. And you get to be with the person that you like, which is Taste B and mm-hmm. Mike Dean. And you're just, you're you're going more in. And then you get to World, and it's like you're at the peak, bro. It's, it's blonde, blonde Tip Travis. You got Mike Dean, Tame Impala, uh, you're living your dreams. Out you're just working with everybody bro. that you ever Literally. wanted to work for, and not only are you doing it, he said it's a concept that he's been working on since he was 16 years old in the movie. Like the guy been wanting to do this for a while. So yeah, I say Travis. You said Travis. Yeah, you I say Travis. So clean sweep. I mean, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that much of a debate because I was like, because I didn't want to respond to it because I'm not trying to get flamed because I didn't I didn't know Cardi. Like I was just like. Because that's the thing is I feel like people are so 50-50 on Travis. Like, either you love Travis or you absolutely hate him. Like, Which there's no, no sense, there's yeah. no middle ground. So, like, you either see people that are like, Astroworld is the greatest rap album of all time. They're like, it's better than 2014. It's better than Illmatic. It's better than all of them. And you're just like, all right. Like, it's a great album, but chill out. And then there's some people who are like, I would rather listen to 6 9 than Astroworld. And then those people are even crazier, in my opinion. People were like, Lil Pump's album was better than Astroworld. I'm like, you yeah, need to he chill. Ran out. Like, Dropout let's, was terrible. Let's calm down. So, like, that's <laughs> the thing. is like everything has to have a comparison, which, I mean, it's fun to talk about the comparisons because it's true to try to get somebody's opinion on it. But just, like, people just don't give Travis the res- – either people give Travis too much respect or they don't give him any at all. That's the problem. So, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, Travis gets a clean sweep in the books. That's what I figured it was going to happen. Yeah, and it's no disrespect to Cardi; he had a great three album run. Yeah, and he was hundred percent more experimental. He tested stuff out. So yeah. like, for him to even be in this conversation with how much he experimented is that's a good thing. Looking back on it, like if people could compare these two album runs and think that you had the better one or that yours was at least equal to, then then that's a win. I always think that's about a win it in his book. I just don't think Cardi's going to get to that point of like Cardi being like an it factor nigga, you know? Like, I wonder what it's going to take because I feel like Cardi's up there, but he's not on the Travis level and the Drake level and the higher ups level. But I feel like when does he get there? Like, what 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 does he need? Because Whole Lot of Red was a was a very very album that was criticized and now it's praised. What gets him up there now? Because, like, I'm telling you, when we're allowed to go back to concerts, Cardi's performing. It's going to go so uptown. Stupid. While yeah. Travis is going to be performing at the Sprint Center. True. Again. That's the truth. Cardi's not doing arena tours. Yeah, he's not doing that. Not he's yet. not doing arena tours yet. But I want to know what Lord. it's going to take. Because, bro, well, this man, Khalid, dropped his one album. That you know played a major part in some, most people's lives in high school and senior year. Yeah, and then you get to Khalid's second album, 
And then he goes on an arena tour. And you're like, Khalid's on an arena tour? Nah, for real. I was kind of surprised. Not to hate on him. Like, Khalid's on an arena tour. Yeah. Before Wale. Yeah. It's just... Dramatic um, pause? Yeah. Nobody like, understands that, though. Like, like I remember, I remember, I remember. This man, before all the conflict, before all the, like, you know, violence and what he got into last year, Tory Lanez went on a... On a crazy yeah. spree yeah. of mixtapes and albums, but you know the chicks tapes and stuff, and then went on tour, but had to be on somebody else's tour before he get his own because they were like, uh, "I mean, we 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 see what you're doing number wise, but we don't think you're consistent enough." Yeah, facts. Like how? Like I, I just I don't know. The music industry is wild. That's but. tough. But moving on to the next thing. Um, I mean, we're sitting here doing the comparisons or whatever, so it's tough because, I mean, we're talking about it a little bit on the birthday show and everything, but, like, like Goat's a rap game. Like, it's tough to figure out because I feel like I've, I've said this, and I think it, it, it applies to sports as well as music. Like, the term Goat has devolved itself because it was yeah. an acronym for the greatest player of – or greatest the of greatest all of all time. That's what it's supposed to stand Point for. Point blank period. There's but, no – so now you you three years down the line from what it what it used to mean or you know way back even in the nineties like people call Jordan the goat it is what it is that's what it meant he's the greatest of all time yeah. now you have kids like Alex Caruso's a goat and then you know Taco Falls a goat and it's just like <laughs> obviously those two guys aren't you know you're like Travis Scott's the goat like obviously he's not he's great he's amazing at what he does but he's obviously not the greatest you know what I'm saying so I feel like that word is has disassociated itself. So what is the criteria in the rap game for someone to be a GOAT? And is it different to be a GOAT versus, like, the greatest rapper of all time? Are those two different categories to you? Like, and what does it take to get, there's, get there's, it done I, in each I one? Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like there's a GOAT in hip-hop per genre. Yeah. Or, like, per, like, Hip-hop itself has different categories. It's very interchangeable. It's not one thing that you can come on the scene and be like, oh, yeah, I think today, I don't know, Nas is the GOAT. Tomorrow, okay, I think J. Cole is the GOAT. Like, it don't work like that. My favorite rapper is Nas because of Illmatic. I didn't like Nas when I, my freshman year of college, uh, my freshman year of high school because of, uh, I like Wayne more. Yeah. And my dad and him, I never, I'm going to be real with you, bro. I never gave old music a listen. So I came back. And I think I said something about Nas. And then my dad was like, you're tripping. Like Nas is the shit type shit. Yeah. Samari was backing him up or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go you know what I'm I got to go listen, had listen to him. Yeah. Had the Chief Keef effect. And then I went to go listen. And then I heard Illmatic. And Illmatic is one of the beautiful albums I've ever heard in my life, bro. Like, that album is just... That kid, the kid, that's a kid Nas. Mm -hmm. He was young. You know what I'm saying? He was hungry, bro. That's real. Like, that man was... That man wanted something, bro. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you listen to that, you're like, shit, bro. Like, that's that's what you want out of a kid like that. Like, you know, the world is yours. It's just so, bro, it's just such a crazy thing. But I just, I, I think about the album so much, bro. Well, yeah. It's a solid album to refer back to. 
So yeah. it's like is being the being a goat because I don't think you can pick the goat. Like who's the goat in the rap game, and is that the same thing as being the greatest rapper of all time? So that's, that's what I say. Yeah, like, I was referring to like Nas was my goat. Yeah. Then I went back and it was like Wayne was my goat. Yeah. But now I look at it and like as I've grown over the years, I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before. I started taking this shit seriously. Right. Oh, and I started when and I started listening to music more for production than anything else. Then I started to listen to music for the lyrics and I started mm-hmm. to listen to music and I enjoy it now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But now I'm kind of more of a like a production head. I like to listen to who's on the beat. That's why Astro was so high up. Yeah. Because just yeah, that's why Travis is my over favorite and rapper. Over and over again. But um Jay-Z sticks out to me. He's to go up to me because of what he's done. The brother helping out black people. I seen that he's make he's making an app. Yep. So it's basically the app is for, you know, if you got Hulu, if you got Netflix, if you got like Apple Music or Tidal or something like that. Streaming platforms. It can help you on your credit if you're yeah. black. So basically, it pays it onto a credit card, and yeah. then you basically pay that credit card off. So instead of paying the money directly to Netflix, you go pay like an extra fifty cents dollar, whatever it is, to them, and then that's like a credit card company, and then they pay Netflix for like right out the gate. Yeah. So it's basically it helps you build your it's credit like score yeah. while paying. It adds a middleman, but that middleman is actually good because it's helping yeah, you build sure. your credit score. Adds way. so genius, bro. Yeah, and, and then. And he just does everything so well. I feel like he's got his hand in everything. Yeah, yeah. and he's doing the closing. He still has Rockwear out. Like we said, it was earlier. It was a thing. Now it's like if you get Rockwear, it's a piece. Like it's a, he's got a wedding thing it's now. A, it's, it's a, a dress up. Professional. Clothes, apps, uh, basketball team, legal, legal, liquor. Like, like he has his own sports agency. We're not even talking about the music. Like, we're yeah. sitting here talking about the best rapper in the game, and not a single person has mentioned how uh, every single one of his albums is one platinum. Or has been nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. He literally like, signed the greatest and then, like, ever to his label. I think about it, like, just because he can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you can't say much more about it, bro. Like, that's definitely going to be up there. That dude, Jay-Z, is that guy, bro. Nobody and you think either. about it, like, to think about it, 444 is such a monumental album, bro. It yeah. stands for so much for the black culture, bro. It's crazy. And you think about it, he made that album just a couple of years ago. He's what, like, how, how old is he? He's 50. Like, 50, 40? Come on, he's checking for me. Pushing 45 or something like that. No, he's like 51. And then when did the album drop? Like, 2017, 2016? 2017. 2017. Like, tell me how old he was whenever he dropped that album. I need this. So he's. 51 now, so yeah, like 40. Yeah, you're on it. I know. 47, 48. So, so, so then Jay-Z drops that album when he was, what, like 47? 47, late 40s. And that was one of the albums that you think about it might have been a, a timeless classic that he was missing from his discography. He's older than he Snoop, never did that. He's two years older than Snoop is. Yeah, but I thought Snoop was older than 49. I'm nah, not going to cap. He's that's great. I just, I just, it's pulling up a bunch yeah, of late ages. Like, been popping since and that's the thing, bro. Like, to be, I feel like to be a goat in the rap era and rap in general, bro. Yeah. You have to have your your shit accomplished. Oh, and Jay Z has that. He has his hands in the business. He has his hands in actual Black Life culture. He has his hands in, um. Rap, yeah, and like to think about it, four forty four was would have been a, like that classic that was missing from there, bro. And he just dropped 
that Jail Electronic album. Last what basically year. was a collab yeah. album. Just something different. Yeah. Even, even new, before different. that, like. Saved Uzi out of his contract with our generation music. Yeah. He, yeah. uh, Donated money to Nipsey whenever Nipsey's kids job. He did a trust fund for them yep. so they can have money. He helped save money to get out of George prison. Floyd's daughter. That like crazy. that man, Jay Z is like bro. A, a majority owner of the Brooklyn Nets who went out and got and this Kyrie is, and like you said, crazy. we're talking about his business. Yep. We're not even talking about the rapping, bro. Mm-hmm. And you go back to the black albums. You talk about the blueprints. You talk about. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. You talk about four forty four. Watch the throne. Watch the throne. I mean, and that's the thing is the the diversity because anybody can come out and like if you do an album with no features, like if you're good at that, then it's tough for you to come out and put features on your album. Or if you're good at the features, it's hard to go with none. Yeah. Or it's hard to do a collab because maybe you don't mess with that person. He's done all three. Mastered them. And he's done them all well. Yeah. That's why he's up there. He's got to be up there. I still think culturally for our generation, I think for our generation, it's got to be Wayne because growing yeah. up for me in the middle of Kansas, not super big into music. Like That's Wayne was, I can't even say that. Bro. Wayne was on the top of the Wayne was on the top of the charts, and that's all I heard on the radio. But at I'm the same be real time, like you. No Ceilings Two is coming rapping? out, stuff like this. Yeah, that's he's, valid. He's dominating the rapping games. Rapping, yes. Yeah. But our generations, we had Drake still, yeah, though. Bro. Drake, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Because Drake is, like, where Jay-Z falls off this shit, bro, Thanks Drake's man. right there. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With his Virginia whiskey, he has uh, OVO, the, the, the OVO label. label. Who brought that OVO, in? OVO, the cloning brand. You know, that's what Wayne. I'm saying. Like, Wayne is so okay. influential to bringing all these people in. Actually, yeah. So I feel like we got to pay credit to him. Like, if we're going to put it into action. It's just like... like I gotta give credit to MJ, but there's a new king in town. Like I'm all down to give Drake his credit. I just feel, but we I feel like Jay Z give. I feel like Jay Z gives more credit to Wayne though. We got more Jay Z and Drake songs, and we got more Wayne and Jay Z songs. That's true. Yeah. Wayne. I don't know. Jay Z gave one of his best verses to Drake on Paris More Music. That's facts. Yeah. Like that's facts. We're going back on it, bro. We're going crazy, I mean, if you want to be bro. honest, we can go back even far on Light Up. Yeah, that was, uh, Light Up. Nine. That's bro, the original. What? The original. That's a song, boy. That's a poll right there. Bro. Like, Woo. I remember going to my first, like, legitimate AAU tournament listening to that, bro. Yeah, that was. The criteria to be a GOAT in the rap game is that you've got to do more than rap. I think people, under, people understand you that, bro. you got to be good at bro. music, and you got to be a GOAT at everything else. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like, yeah. And when it comes to basketball and stuff like that, there's different criteria, right? Yeah. That's why people will go to MJ, or people will just go for LeBron, mm-hmm. or people will go to Tom Brady, which we'll get into that. Later on, it. I want to say that later, later because you got to do more research on that. One. Yeah, we're gonna go later, later on that one. But <laughs> that's for Bryce. Yeah, but um, yes, sir. The the rap thing, I think that you have to dibble and dabble a little bit more. I think Wayne tried to dabble a little bit more. He tried to do the truck fit and stuff like that. It just didn't work. It didn't take off. Which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, I mean, it didn't you, kill his you, career. You, you did. You had your influence. You've influenced a lot Tell of people. What, man, he's a talent scout, if nothing else. He knows talent when he sees it. Oh, yeah. At a young I, mean, age. I, just, I feel bad because it's like you had Drake, and that that was your megastar. Yeah. I As much as I bash her, the Nikki, yeah. Nikki was goaded in her time for, you know, what I she I think she still 
can get it here and there, and she can still do well here and there. I don't it's just think not, she can do it, bro. Not anymore. No, think it's over. She got a, she's over. a mom, bro. She got way different plans on her. That's true. Yeah, she's literally in the form right now. Like she's like, okay, I'm settled. Got a kid now. Yeah, I'm literally writing music production wise. I'm signing people. I'm getting my life in order to like retire. Yeah, yeah. Which is not a bad part, but I mean, you gotta think about what she did for what twelve years. <laughs> like, no, that's real, bro. Like, consistent numbers, always on top of the charts, still on the charts, literally. Yeah. I mean, she gave us, especially black women in general, or just women in general, bangers. I mean, a lot of people don't understand where she came from with the way that she was, but I mean, she gave us some very, very, very critical verses in our time. Like, I don't know. I can just go on a list, but I mean, the first one that comes out of my head is Miss Me. Yeah. Her and Drake. With Super Bass? Super Bass was a single that went crazy. I mean, still goes crazy. Just yeah, still. it does. And the, the bro, YouTube, it literally it's still the is super bassy. Like, like Tiger was supposed to be that, bro. Yeah. Tiger dropped Taste and Dipped again. Yep. And then tried to make a Taste 2.0. What was the song that he tried to drop? It was like a, it was like a taste two point and then people were trying to fill it, and they were like, eh, "Just, just." But people it. don't understand where Tiger went wrong was when he stopped consistently making music. He thought he could do like a like a Drake thing. Drake stopped making music for two years, from twenty well, two thousand nine. He started making music, put everything out. Two thousand ten, he took a break to get take care out, and take care came out, and it blew everything out the water. Yep. Talk about you could do that with what was that first album? Oh man, uh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, it's him on the like, it's like the, him on the throne, the uh, Careless World. There yes, he I'll has some, what, though, some bangers. He did have some songs. He's never. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Album. Like he's put out like, like trash. Faded, 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 faded. Uh, uh, it's just like I'm gonna go pull that out. You got to literally. Do more in this generation of music Rack because we get it so too. much, oh, really? so fast, yeah. and people don't realize that. You think like like people go on SoundCloud, they're putting the music out, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. They think, okay, I'm gonna just put music out, put music out, put music out. You got what five people off the top of my head I can name the baby. <laughs> you can't do it like that and expect to just be doing nothing. You know, not to change yeah. subjects. But, like, I literally just thought about him the other day, bruh. The features on Careless Ward go crazy. Oh, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm sitting here and looking at Pharrell, Nicki Minaj, Big Sean. Him and Chris Brown have made the best music of his career. Chris Brown, Buster Chris Rhymes. Brown definitely <laughs> helped him. Lil Wayne, T-Pain, Robin Thicke, Wale, J. Cole, Lil Wayne again, and then Drake at the end of it. He had my boy Lil Twist on there? No, not that one. Not that one, nah. Oh man, he might be. He might. I don't know. Hey, I remember he tried to come back out with that. What was it? That hookah freestyle, or like he remixed it? Yeah, he remixed it hard. Yeah, hard. I mean, remember that girl, Honey Cocaine? Yes, she's gorgeous. I did. Yeah, yeah. I'll be first Uh, one to say. Um, she went stupid. Like, yeah, I think that was like the eighth grade. Bro, remember this? Yeah, that was hard. Yes, I had. Oh my god! And she did that, bro. She could actually rap. She can. Just like just like Creation, people forgot about her. She could actually rap. Yeah, Honeycomb can rap. 
I remember listening to that back in like middle school. Let's see. When she first blew, oh my God. The problem with her is she let Wayne take over her song and nobody remembered the song no more. Wayne came on the remix and just made it his. Like he does everything else and just was over. Yeah, just murked it. Yeah, you gotta be dangerous about that stuff. Because you bring in in somebody big like that, it's their song now. Yeah, Yeah, they. They they came in. He came in and flowed harder on her. So I remember there was a time where remixing song. in two thousand nine and ten was the only thing people wanted to do. They sampled and remixed. And I yeah. remember Trey Songs was one of the leading people in that. I'm a huge Trey Songs fan, and he was just going crazy. He Thanks. made a lemonade freestyle that was just ridiculous. And I was like, "How you R and B and you try and hop on Gucci?" It was just crazy. I mean, well, obviously, I mean, so it's tough to nail down the criteria. But there's a certain you hit a certain stage in your career where I feel like you can at least be considered in that category. And I feel like there's a lot of people like we talk about Jay Z, we say you're talking about Nas, we can talk about about Kanye. But two of the more influential rappers, at least <coughs> within the last twenty years, probably, you sit here, you're looking at Young Thug, and then you sit in here, you're looking at Chief Keef and his song out of Chicago. Yeah. His sound out of Chicago, like what and and I saw this argument on Twitter and I wanted to get your guys' opinions on it. Like who was more influential, Chief Key for Young Thug? Oh my goodness. Because this is tough. I mean, this is to me, I wouldn't say it's a walk in the park, but like it's an easier question for me because I'm not as tapped in as y'all are. Yeah. But like I wanted to get your guys' opinions on it because I mean, I feel like this it's a it's a close it's a close argument, I feel like. So I'm gonna let Mari start off on this one. Oh man, put the pressure on me. Um, realistically, I mean, I want to be the bad guy here, but I'm gonna say Chief Keith. I respect it. I mean, I don't the think there's wrong. Yeah, there's not really the reason why. You mean a young, tenor, sixteen-year-old? Chief Keith got the eyes of America, let alone the music Just mastermind, the music mastermind of Kanye West to say, you know what? I want to be on his song. I need that talent. And put the rest of his label, not just a couple. I'm talking about the whole label, good music at the time on the track. Yeah. Just to literally put it on his album and say, you know what? I'm co-signing this guy. Chief Keith is goaded. I don't yeah, think I'm, people realize what people were doing. Like, Chief Keef, I feel like a lot of people get the misconception that he's not as inspirational or influential because he doesn't have a lot of people, per se, trying to, like, copy him. Like, Thug, there's a bunch of thugs in the world. I mean, he has four of them on his own label. Gunna, Key, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no disrespect. Sound-wise. I mean, I love, I I love the music, yeah, yeah. but, like, they get their influence from... From their OG, which would be Thug. Yeah. Chief Keef ain't got no OGs. Chief Keef made his own way, made his own platform for the rest of his label. Oh, no. For the rest of... Because Chicago got Kanye, and Kanye would be considered his OG. Everybody has an OG. How would that be his his OG? I'll give you this debate, because I knew you were going to say that. How would that be his OGs based off the fact that he went out his way to take his rap, If you're in the rap game, though, like, everybody has an OG. Like Tupac would be considered your OG. Everybody has an OG, whether you don't, whether you don't take it we as a being your OG, but that's your OG. Bro. I mean, like, I don't care what I don't care what 
I don't care what Kodak says. Gucci's is OG. Yeah. Yeah. Trick Daddy's your OG. Yeah. All these people that was in this pioneer in this game before you, that's your OG. Three Six Mafia, that's Chief Keith's OG. Juicy J, that's Chief Keith's OG. These people pioneer rap. Without these people, you wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, that's valid. I can give you that. I I can give you that. I mean, if we being realistic, I mean, another underground probably OG that I think of besides Kanye would be ludicrous being that he went from he's born in Chicago, went to Atlanta, made his own platform, but stayed true to how his rhyme scheme was being from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't give him enough credit for that. So I can see that. But I think influentially, Chief Keef would take that back. I mean, there's a lot of people that copy Chief Keef. There's a lot of people that try to get on Chief Keef's beats, try to get features from him. And Chief Keef did nothing but stay to himself. And literally just, I'm not going to say fester, but like definitely just tapped in with his his kinfolk, the people from Chicago. Your G Herbert, your little Bibbies, your, 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 your little Dirks, you know what I'm saying? He stayed home until he felt like, okay, I'm an artist now. Then what did he do? I'm going to branch out. And then he teamed up with people like Young Thug, Gucci Mane. Well, Gucci Mane first, but then, you know, he that that crossroad went into you know doing young thug and you know other atlanta artists couple amigo features here and there you know what i'm saying but i, I don't know it's just That's I before it. before i tell you who i think i just every single time i talk about chief keith i just absolutely it still blows my mind to this day just thinking about like how old he is now like because you think about a guy like paul g who just came out of the scene really in the last two years yes yeah. Polo G is only three years younger than Chief Keef is. Chief Keef is 25, man. Yeah, literally. we've been listening to him since middle school. Literally. Like, and he's not going nowhere no time soon. Regardless <laughs> of who you pick in this, whether for whatever reason, like, give that man his credit. He's been in the game since he was 16 years old. Nah, I'm 300. <laughs> and even younger than that. He was yeah. in the game when he was like 14. And he is still, and we still talk about him to this day. So, like, that man deserves a world of credit for, for that accomplishment. I mean, he turned his brand, 300 Entertainment, into something that a lot of people don't understand. He turned Glow Gang into yeah. something that people don't understand. It's a label. It's a brand. He has his own clothing merchandise. He has, like, artists signed to him. But those are his kinfolk. Like, a lot of people don't necessarily know. Well, they know or they think they know, but... There's a bunch of people that he's careful with, that he's family with, that his those are his brothers that he literally put on to continue the wealth. That's what I would respect. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, I mean I've been a, a cute Chief Key fan since he blew up on the scene. I mean, how could you not? But a lot of people didn't understand the mumble rap or the the gutter, you know, type flow he came with when he first came out. It wasn't until what he started teaming up with and other people that is like, oh, okay, I can actually listen to this now. Which is kind of like ass in a sense because it's like you hopped on a bandwagon, but at the same time, I mean, a dedicated fans don't feel like that. So, I personally feel like, like I said, I feel like a thug is that. And like I said, like Samari tried to allude to it earlier, but if you have people making your flow, then you've made it in life. Yeah, for sure. And and once you have people making your flow, 
they just trying to steal your swag, that, that's how you know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I mean, I'm not trying to say they're trying to steal your swag. I mean, everybody that's in YSL, whether it goes to Ghana, whether it goes to Yagati, whether it goes to Keed, whether it goes to Got It, half of these guys are the juniors. They yeah. just do it in different ways, you know? Well, and that's the thing. And that's the thing why I'm also going to pick Thug. Because all these guys are Thug Juniors, but all of them, I feel like, have kind of created at least their own pocket inside of it. Because that's how talented and how versatile Thug is. Because we're going to leave the producing out of it just as a rapper. Like, I feel like he could switch his flow multiple times on the same song. Yeah, for sure. And just. It it's just like, wow you, but that's why it sounds I, like three rappers on a song. It's literally just Young Thug. I literally talk to Shay about this. I talk to him about it all the time. I mean, I'm a big Thug fan as well. I mean, I've been listening to Thug since Stoner. I mean, oh people still God. forget about that single. But in saying that, song. like, my favorite Thug project to date, outside of obviously so much fun, in my opinion, would definitely be Slime Season Two, and it just goes to show that's where he really showed. His ass and like I'm a great artist. I'm yeah. not just a rapper. I'm not one dimensional. He different. he literally just tapped into so many different things, and that's where I found Lil Uzi. A lot of people don't realize that. Obviously, Uzi's the first thirty seconds of what was it? The second track on that. But yeah. anywho, and saying that, I feel like each artist that is signed to him that he's you know made his own is just a phase of his career. But just that is their, that's what they tapped into. So what I mean by that is, I feel like, like for instance, Gunna has a different flow than pretty much, I would say, the whole YSL to an extent besides obviously Thug. A majority of yeah. it. Yeah. Keed is literally Thug reincarnated. You know what I'm saying? But each project or each phase of Young Thug's life, I mean, we've seen him from the gutter Thug to this, you know, Jeffrey you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've seen him over the years progress and mature. Each project that he's done or that phase of life is literally each artist because they've just taken that that specific time frame and I'm going to tap into this and I'm going to perfect it. And that's what happened. I mean, Keith is great at harmonizing, great at his vocals, and that literally screams but beautiful like, thuggy girls. You have to, you have to, you literally have to Oh no! How do I say this? Actually, I'm gonna say that for another day. I'm gonna say that for another day. Mm. Um, Doug Doug is good at what he does, man. I just and 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 I think the best thing about it is the way he switches his flows. Like, have you guys listened to that 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 last song he just dropped, bro? Yeah, he went the crazy. one on go the the yeah with Meek Mill and T Shine or whatever he went crazy, bro. You haven't listened to that, bro? Oh my goodness, bro! That that song right there alone, like we might take a little pause break for that, bro. But I gotta show you this song here alone. It shows him like this is him. You just hear his. I want you to, I, and, and viewers, I know y'all can hear this too. Listen to his flow. He changes it two times, but you don't even catch on to it. No, you don't Watch. catch it until after. Yeah. Ready? Right? 
Like, bro, Abracadabra, my bitch ain't better, my bitch out of her motherfucking batter, bro. Like, what? Like, that is crazy, bro. And then, like, I think the I think another thing that he does that's so crazy is that, like, he could go on a song like Kai with Elton John and, and, and sample with God like Elton so John. ridiculous. And man. sing on that song, like... It's been a song from Elton John and Jacob Smith. I'm a rocket man. I'm a rocket man. And this is this one thing that I love to see in like older stars that aren't in the rap game, like Elton John along, like the the ear for music for him, for Thug to go and produce this and then Elton John to be like yeah, he's like it's not what it was when I released it, but mm-hmm. like that's fire, and I you have full consent to do it. Let's make some money. You yeah, know what I'm like because it's hard to cross genres like that and have it work. But that's why I got him picked, man. He's just he does so much, and that's the thing is because he influences on so many levels. Like we haven't even talked about the possibility of him being able to to like influence somebody as a producer. Yeah, like like. If he keeps working with Gunna and Baby the way they are, like, there's a solid, not Baby, but, like, Gunna and Keem, like, if they keep working and they're able to pick up on some of the production things that he does well, like, I mean, that's that's a whole different level of argument right there. Right. We were talking about flows specifically, and we know he's got a lot more than the capability of rapping. So, me and Owen got Thug, Mari picked Chief. What's next on the I mean, list? there's no there's no wrong answer though. Oh yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, just, it's, it's definitely up to you, thing. but yeah. So so we're gonna hop into a little bit of sports. Um so I mean obviously the breaking news this week. Uh JJ Watt signing his two year thirty one million dollar deal with the Cardinals. So you're looking at about fifteen half a year. Um it's I think it's a little it's probably a little bit more money than I thought he was gonna get. Um but now, I mean, you talk about the Arizona defense and how good it was last year and how good they have to be because if somehow, some way, Deshaun Watson lands up in either the Bay or in <laughs> Seattle, they're in trouble, especially if they're landing in the Bay and Seattle keeps Russell Wilson. That is a tough, tough division that they're going to have to play in division or defensively because you go from playing against Matthew Stafford – Robert Woods and uh, Cam Akers in the, at the running back spot. And you switch over. Then you got Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Chris Carson. And then you want to go out, and then you got to play the Niners and say they somehow land Deshaun Watson. You have Deshaun Watson, uh, Raheem Mostert, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. That's a tough division to play defense in. So now you have Chandler Do Jones. You, I have a question for you. Hmm. Like, Come from me to you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I shade it. Oh. Do you think that the 49ers can revive themselves this year? I think they need I saw a report today, and I hope to God it's not true that they want to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo and just finish out his contract and look somewhere else. 
unless they pull off the Hail Mary on Deshaun Watson. Please, good Lord, don't. Like, <coughs> I think they can, but Jimmy G is not the guy. Like, unless there's an attitude change, they're not going to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. And they're going to waste talent while they do. I mean, Richard Sherman's only getting older. So, I mean, he's a in this offseason. He probably won't re-sign there anyways. And even if he does... You're looking at a guy that really should be a safety with his speed just is really a liability at corner at this point in his career, which is not a bad thing. His coverage skills are still amazing, and he has the the IQ and the the mindset to still play safety. I think he could be a great ball-hawking safety for the last two years of his career. But Jimmy G just is not the guy. Ever since he tore his ACL, he's, he's gotten so comfortable. Like, they struggled last year. They got to the Super Bowl – and lost in that in that comeback, the heartbreaking loss to Patty Mahomes. And I felt like he has a Super Bowl hangover from that somehow. Like, you've got to get your head out of your ass at some point. Like, he's <laughs> he's so flat-footed in the pocket. He refused. He's just, there's no aggressiveness. Like, he's like, yep, yeah, I'm just the cool guy that looks good and sits on the sideline. He's like, got this clean white number 10 jersey. I got my... My my model IG girlfriend sitting on the sideline watching me, and I got three other IG models in my DMs right now. I'm chilling with throwing 255, a touchdown, and two picks a game. He's and, and he's okay with it. Yeah. And that cannot be the starting QB of your team. That's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Right. So, like, even giving up a third or a second and getting Sam Donald, to me, is an upgrade at this point. Because at least Donald, I think, is going to come in and try to win. Like, I feel like Jimmy just doesn't care anymore. So... To me, the Niners have got to make a change at, at, at QB. But for Arizona, I think J.J. Watt's a huge get. Because since 2012, Chandler Jones... I thought he was going to go to the Steelers, man. They just they have too much money to move around. I think if they would have had the money ready right yeah. away, yeah. it would have been a solid possibility. I but thought like, he was going to go to the Packers. They were going to have to clear $30 million in cap just to get even. They would have had to clear another thirty to sign him to the deal and there's apparently teams that offered him more money as well. Yeah. Um, that he just decided to turn down the deal and go to Arizona. So I think I think he wanted to get that boy D Hop. Chandler Jones yeah, getting back with D Hop. I think he knows he has an offense there and he knows he has a secondary. Because you look at this team, so Chandler Jones has the most sacks in the NFL since twenty twelve. He has ninety seven. JJ Watt is two on the list at ninety five and a half. So there's your two pass rushers right there. You have Isaiah Simmons and mm-hmm. Buda Baker sitting in the middle mm-hmm. of the field on defense, and you still have Patrick Peterson, who is ex- is extremely underrated at corner. Yes, bro. Pat Pete has still has the stats of a top five corner. People yeah. don't realize it, yeah. but like he held like seven or eight notable wide receivers to under a hundred yards last year. He is still a top five corner yeah. in the game when it comes to numbers. He's line. a seasoned veteran. He doesn't hold the 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 it factor of a yeah. of a of a Jalen Ramsey or a Stephon Gilmore, but he still plays like one. Right. Yeah. So, so that that Arizona defense is nasty. And with JJ being gone, that that definitely means Deshaun wants out now. Oh, even 100%. more. There's yeah. there's not. He went out before, before but Will Ford now needs to get out. He went too. Out. Even before, like he probably talked to JJ and was like, "Yeah, bro, what's the deal? Yeah, I'm gone. All right, but well, I'm definitely gonna have a meeting on come Monday. I'm a double. When, when they traded <laughs> Davion away and got a second rounder, you're yeah. like, ah, that's. And then they sent D Hop away. They like I just. The, the things this franchise that the GM and their ownership has decided to do in the last four years makes absolutely zero sense. Was making your coach your GM is... You have Bill O'Brien, who's the GM and the coach. So as an ownership, like the ownership group in the front office is like the president of football operation. All the guys above Bill O'Brien are like, 
Well, Bill O'Brien, um, he's gotten us seven wins in the last three years with Deshaun Watson, this team. And he doesn't get along with DeAndre Hopkins. One of them has to go, I think I'll trade DeAndre. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> That's a horrible idea, first of all. And then second of all, you don't even get a first-round pick back for him. You get a second-rounder from Arizona. No, Kizzy. What are we doing? And then you fire Bill O'Brien <laughs> three games later. Like, just get rid of him in the first place. Yeah, that, should have, that would have been easier I just, replacement. I don't. They would have saved like, a lot of money, talent, and time. For everybody, how yeah. they just stopped him. We have the best wide receiver in the game. We have a great young quarterback. We have a shitty head coach. All three of them don't get along. We'll get rid of the wide receiver first, and then we'll get rid of the get rid of the coach. And then we'll tell the QB, hey, you can help us pick the new coach. So he's like, hey, I want Eric Bieniemy and KC. You're like, we're going to interview 18 people, and not a single one of them is Eric Bieniemy. And then you're shocked when he wants out. Yeah, like get out of my face. Like, it makes absolutely. No I just, sense. I don't understand. I feel bad for all Texans fans. Like, yeah, y'all gonna I, have a, y'all gonna have that cowboy effect. I boy. just, y'all I, out the playoffs for the next six seasons. I feel bad. I literally sad. like reflect back on that playoff count. game where like Deshaun was, Bills. Yeah. He was giving it his all, mm-hmm. and um, like. He was in it getting his all or whatever, and like the the motherfucker got like I think they were was it Milano with them and they like clutched his head yeah. and like he like got out of it and yep. like threw it still threw and it. I was like bro he's trying to give you everything he's he doing can everything he possibly can at this point so I mean I think it's a great sign for the Cardinals maybe a little bit much money but I think their defense is stacked and it needs to be in that division so moving into the next piece. And I meant to, honestly, I meant to kind of do this before I jumped all the way into sports, but uh, I want to do a little bit of start bench cut action because I think it's a fun thing to do, and I think we can do it with music and we can do it with sports. So um, so I want to start with the music, and then we'll go into basketball, and then we'll go into football. So um, first of all, on the music one, I saw this, this first set of three was online. So I wanted to talk about this one because I thought it was kind of crazy. Now, I want your all-time answers. If you're like, you pick this person at the start of their career and you get it the whole career. I think they were kind of doing current is why their answers came out the way. So the first three, you have Kanye, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar. Who are you starting? Who are you benching? Who are you cutting? You're a record level. Take your picks. Um, I'm going to start. You're getting getting them at the beginning of their careers and you got them the whole careers. That means what they've accomplished up to now. Yeah, I am too. So I'm going to start... Jay-Z, I'm a cut Kanye, and I'm a bench Kendrick. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. Now, see, the guys that I watched, I think they were doing current because they – actually, I don't even know because they started Kanye, benched Kendrick, and then cut Jay-Z, both of them, the guys that I was watching. That's backwards. I was just like – I was like, all right, hold on now. Like, when we're talking about cutting Jay-Z, I feel like – Kanye is good. i just never really been sold on him like that. I mean, I've been a oh, huge man. Kanye fan. I'm the exact opposite, but I know, obviously, what I know now. Even even if this like the last couple of years didn't happen on a music standpoint specifically, I just feel like now that Jesus is King album. I, I felt it grew on. It was it was it hard. Grew on. But that shit was hard. I feel like on the music musical point, just specifically, Kendrick has elevated himself to a point that I mean, we've literally been waiting what. Um, no, five years now for another album. I Consistently. feel like we got the Black Panther album, and I felt like that was underappreciated. Underappreciated. Enough. Underappreciated. It, was, it wasn't enough, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I got a good piece of music here because we talk about the reason I bring that album up so much is because 
the monumental it, it was meaning behind it everyone else goes out and you write music and you make an album and it's your album that was like hey we need a soundtrack for this movie can you do that and he's like yeah they're like try to keep it you know somewhat pertains to the movie but we want good music and he's like, I bet. And then he puts out an album of the year candidate as a soundtrack to a movie. That's insane. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So that's how it has to be right. Still got to listen to that, with that that new album. Yeah, the, the soundtrack, the Black Rassy one. Yeah, the one that's with the uh, Jay Z and Nipsey on it. Yeah, Black Judas that's Inside. Hard. Yeah, I need to go listen to it. So the second one I got up, I kind of pulled from earlier, but I was curious. So the second batch: Travis Scott, Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi Vert. Start um, bench cut. Start and Trive. Ooh. I'm cutting. I'm I'm cutting Uzi. I'm benching Cardi. Woo! That's tough. It's no, tough. I, was I trying feel to like some guys that I were feel like realistically speaking, in the as okay. much as I what is this for? Just musically. I mean, like I'm not I'm not a record label career. like the other one. No, nah, you're a record label. You got to pick. Like, oh, then I'm benching Uzi. Yeah, but I'm getting more numbers with Uzi. Fair enough. I, uh, that. I feel like. Statistically wise, that is obviously yeah. I can see where you're coming from with that, but but I mean, if you truly believe in Cardi, and I'm talking about yeah, like right. their whole career, like, yeah, I don't. So if Cardi can pop, Cardi's next, always. I mean, Uzi's always outsold Cardi though. That's true, but can Cardi beat those sales in the next five, ten years? I feel like that's. Years. I feel oh, like that's no, valid. Man. That's tough. I feel like the thing that Uzi had over Cardi is the fact that Cardi went into hiding and didn't yeah. care. Uzi yeah. went to hiding. Uzi and got shoved into it. Yeah, like he literally, like he literally was still was popping cool on it. Yeah, yeah, he was still popping. He was still doing things. Like I said it's my there. third day out here and went yeah. viral. You know what I'm saying? Like every third day, Cardi stopped, yeah. stopped after yeah. Cardi's. I said that the other day subliminally while I was at work. Yep. It was my third day it's at like, work. I was like, it's my third day out. I, I do really the same know. thing yeah. when I was at the new store. They were like, they were like, hey, do you know like? Where this is at, I was like, I don't know. It's like my third day. Out here. I don't know what time <laughs> yeah, I'm doing yet. So, so okay, into basketball. This first one is gonna. No, no, what you doing, Cuz? You want to keep going? You got to the first two. Oh, you want me to do the first yeah. two? I'll start in Jay Z. I'll probably bench at Kendrick. I'll cut Kanye. Okay. I like love Kanye to death, but like I know lyrically what Kendrick can do on a microphone and the like. Jay Z is the LeBron of the music industry to me. Like mm-hmm. we're talking longevity here. Yeah. Like he may not have had the best peak. There may have been better players this year or this year, but like he was top five for 13 years in a row. Like he was there. Yeah. And I'll take that over, you know, five years of being the best. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for the second one, I'm definitely starting Travis. Um, I'll probably take the safe play and bench Louisie and then I'll cut Cardi. Like once Cardi finds a sound and I think he's truly like, because I feel like he's still yeah, experimenting. Haters. Like, I'm not being a hater. I'm trying to be smart. I'm trying to get that money. And that's Uzi, uh, he's going to bring me that money. So, um, second, so we're going to basketball. MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. Um, I had to throw this one in there. MJ is get. That's tough, man. You have to cut an all-time great here. Okay, no, nah, I'm going to be valid. Uh, I'm going to start MJ. I'm going to bench Kobe, and I'm a color brawn. Ooh. That's different from what I had. I don't think y'all realize what he did in 20 years, bro. Like, he I played do. through multiple injuries. LeBron has been safer. He has not really had any injuries in his career. Thank God. I never wish that upon him. I think that's the him. thing that makes him so great. But, like, bro. 18 years, he's missed one. He's missed over 10 games in one season in 18 years. And yeah. I think, to me, that's not luck. That's in a testament to what you, like, 
how well you know your body and how oh well yeah you for sure i agree i totally agree but the I thing mean, to me that's terrifying is the fact that and you can look back on literally any athlete that's played before the year 2000 and even some up to 2010 like chad ochocinco like yeah. you look at babe ruth who's like he is materialized and is remembered for being such a great power hitter and everything. Yeah. That guy was eating like three pounds of spaghetti and smoking a cigar and a day. having, having three like, girls in his room like two hours for game Will time. Chamberlain had a double-double every day. He was Every not, game. Like Babe Ruth was not an He had a double-double every night. Michael Jordan <laughs> was drinking, smoking cigars, and gambling on a nightly basis, and he was still giving you 30 the next day hungover. 60. I mean, whatever he wants. It just depends on how he's feeling. He's like, if it's a mild hangover, he'll go give you 60. If he's feeling a little worse, he'll still give you 35. Yeah. That's what's terrifying about MJ to me. I'm yeah. doing... It's tough. I'm doing Brian. I'm, I'm starting, starting Brian. Brian, too. Um, I'm probably going to go... Shit, bro. That's tough. Because like, the kid like, in you wants to pick Kobe. We all yeah, know, I, I was like, about to say the same thing, bro. It's just... The it's the kid. This is the guy I mean, we grew up watching because it's like, but it's not even that. It's like, I mean, we're being real. It's the same player. They both got the same work ethic. They're both the same player. It's just and we it's watched like, one while we were growing. Yeah, it's tough. I'm a <laughs> shit, bro. Um, I'm a start, Bron. I'm a bench, MJ, and I'll cut. Damn, oh, I love Kobe. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I mean, Yo, I don't want to do that, bro, because I really was going to go Kobe, bro. But. I almost benched Kobe, but, like, I do have to give Michael his props, man. There's, you, just, you started LeBron, I bro. I did. Oh, yeah, that's my guy, man. LeBron could do more for me on a nightly basis. I don't know, bro. I trust him. I don't like, know, I mean, bro. If you're I don't dropping, know, bro. So, like, I mean, if you're dropping – if I'm dropping MJ onto the – the 2018 Cavaliers, he's going to give me 40 a night, and we're going to do some things, but I don't think we're going to the ship. Ron's going to go out and make and, like it's and just lose. No, I mean, you, I'm I not think saying both that. teams are going to lose regardless. I'm not, no, bro. Look, what is, it? What, is it, 26, 20, what is it, 2016, where he had that Cavs team where it was just him? And Caleb. No, it was 2018, the last year. Yeah, yeah. There. And like it was Tristan Thompson was the second best player. His second best player. At nine and a half. And you years. went through everybody and demolished everybody in the East, and everybody was like, "Oh, he still got it." Like he never lost. No, it. he to never. I never disrespect. To LeBron. me, 2018, Bron is the greatest basketball player I've ever talked about. Oh yeah, y'all tweaking. That's. I mean, that's just truly how. Like, bro, you put Michael Kobe Jordan Bryant, on that team. Literally won. You MVP. put Michael Jordan on that team, he's not doing that. I don't under, I understand. He literally won MVP, got injured three times, played through three different injuries in the same season, and still swept three teams to get to the fight. Like, I understand where like, you're coming from. Like, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm a biased Kobe fan. I'm well, sorry. I understand. And I'm sorry. Well, there's a lot of people that tell me that, yeah. that 2018 is not even LeBron's best year. Because there's no, a lot of people that think 2013 is the best year. I personally ever, think like, 2015 was LeBron's best year. I respect that pick. Like, that was a crazy season for LeBron. Like, and that's when he really started taking off outside of basketball, too. Like, he started yeah. really tapping into, like, you know, uh, his community more. Like, I mean, he's always been, like, wherever he's at, he's always done more, like, I, you know, camps and stuff like that. But, like, he actually, like, poured money into, like. I think there's clean. no wrong answers with that one, though. Like, I feel like. Yeah. No it's, matter inter- what you yeah, pick, it's interchangeable. It's yeah. just, if it's you're just, being real, you're in solid ground no matter who you pick. I just think about that that year, bro, 2018, and it's like 
Bro, you were beat, it's battered, and bruised, bro. You were beat, stopped. battered, and bruised. Playing, you had a yeah, cut, the cutting, the cutting the eye. The playoff run to me was what sealed it. So he goes seven games and hits a buzzer beater against Indiana. Finally got goes seven that. games. To Remember that Indiana, we were watching hits that the buzzer beater. Then we went to Toronto. Goes into Toronto, the one seed Toronto game one. They are down the entire game. They do not have a lead. He goes down, hits the game winner. They walk off. They sweep the one seed Raptors because. I just – them boys just can't play against Braun. They run into Braun against the playoffs, and they're just scared. I like, feel so bad for Dwayne Casey because he I feel bad for Dwayne right Casey, there. DeRozan, mm-hmm. and Lowry. That whole yeah. team just just constantly – I'm glad I can finally cuss because I couldn't say it on the cable. Like, they just got bitched by Braun yeah. year in, year out. Like, there was nothing yeah. – and they and that was the year they did the best. They yeah. had him the whole game. Gotcha. Not a single lead. And then just the only time they led was when there was zeros on the clock. They that's was valid. That's yeah, all that matters. That's valid. That's and then valid. they go game seven. They got to go game seven against Boston. Kyrie's sitting on the sideline, sidelines chirping the whole time. He can't play. Gordon Hayward's also out. But, Jay, but Jason Tatum. Brown, Jason Tatum. Busted. No, Jason Tatum. Was going stupid. Was going stupid. I'll Boston give him that seven block. Games. Seven games. We get to game seven. <laughs> LeBron James has had to play seven games against the Pacers. He had to sweep. He had to sweep the Raptors, and now we got seven games again against the Celtics just to get to the finals. And then we get to game seven itself, and he plays 48 minutes. He does not touch the bench just to get to the finals. And then, and then you get – no, 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 yeah. no, no. You go yeah. game one. You go game one. Okay, yeah, the let's, let's talk again. And then you, you, you almost beat the Warriors in game one. 51, 8, and 8, and you lose by one from George, George Hill's missed free throw. And J.R. Smith. And J.R.'s – Misconception. Time debacle debacle as time was expiring. George Hill should have hit those free throws. A lot of people do not talk about enough. He should have hit those free throws. He's like a 92% free throw shooter, so it was ridiculous for him to like, yeah, it's wild. So another one in basketball real quick. How much time we got left? Uh, We're good. We're good. good. So um, next one. This one is going to start some fights, especially amongst my friends, because a lot of them are Russell Westbrook. But here we go. Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, John Wall. Take your picks. For longevity, uh, right? For this is rookie year to whenever you think he's going to retire. Okay. All right. I'm going to Dame first. Yeah, I'm going to start Dame. Actually, bro, I don't like Russ. But I'm going to have to bench Russ and cut John, bro. Cut John Wall. Our John Wall did. It's tough. John Wall didn't do as best as I thought he would. It's just those injuries really fucked him up, bro. I would agree. The injuries. Well, I'm gonna do the opposite. Years. I'm gonna start game. I'm gonna bench John Wall and I'm gonna cut Russ. Okay. I can't deny what he's done on the court, but as a point guard or a retired point guard, I should say, and just the person who knows basketball, there ain't no way in the hell I want a, a point guard who's gonna. Average more turnovers at one point in my season than points. Fair enough. I know. I don't. I'm sorry, bro. There's no way in the hell you gonna tell me. Okay, he's putting double doubles every night, triple doubles every night. He had an outstanding MVP season, mm-hmm. Russ. But then you come back after that and play hot ass. You play hot, hot selfish, aggressive basketball. Look, think look, hot, selfish, aggressive ass. And, and think I that's give, gonna get I'm, you I'm the first oh, person. No. So I'm the first person to shit on Russ. I'm the first person oh, to shit on Russ. Yeah. But 
I have to give that man a lot more credit. Like when he was in OKC, he gave it his all, bro. Oh, for sure. He Must gave him his. I can't deny all, that, bro. And he tried to do what he can with Stephen Adams. He tried to do what he can with Melo and PG. That was it. Came down to coaching when it came to those yes. later years when yes. they finally got help back in the building. It was coaching because you had you had once KD and Harden were both gone, it was just him. They mm-hmm. had him and Stephen Adams. First of all. The coaching in OKC was never anything to write home about. Scott mm. Brooks and I'm sorry to diss your boy Billy Donovan. No, 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 horrible. Well, I, okay, they're not horrible NBA coaches. They were horrible they're, together. They are the worst type of NBA coaches yeah. because they are a as long as we go 42 and 42 type guys. They're like, all right, it's my contract year. We've only won 30 games the last, you know, like the last four years. We went, we won 30 games apiece. I'm going to go out and win 50 this year, so I get a four year extension. We're going back to 30 wins, like. They're very midline, like, they'll get you to the playoffs, but don't expect to go anywhere past that. So, yeah, like, you're going you to get a low fu- seed in the playoffs, so you're you going to get swept. Exactly. Right? You have to go fire a guy that hasn't missed the playoffs in his career. When you think about it, it but, was like they had that one series where they had to go against the Jazz when it was a, a rookie, uh, a Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like Donovan was busting ass for seven games. Yeah. But... So, so first of all, the coaching has never been great in OKC. Yeah. It's been mediocre, and that's the worst part. Because, and that goes for all the sports. You either need to be at the bottom of the pile so you can get some talent and get back up to the top, or you want to be at the top. Valid. If you don't want to finish at eight and eight. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I give you an example. Eight and eight's the worst spot to be. Twenty fourteen question mark period. Okay, I want to say. <laughs> The Clippers and the OKC Thunder played in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. In the second round, probably. Yes. Yeah. And Chris Paul cooked the fuck out of them the whole series. Yeah, but... With with no Blake Griffin. It must have been the first round. Because if, no if Chris Griffin. Paul busted ass and made Bro, it, they, no. the, the Clippers never made it past the second round. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, that's I'm going right. to say, Chris, Paul, first so Chris Paul never made it past the second round either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, the Thunder did. The, the Clippers, the Clippers then, yeah. So yeah. that was with no Blake Griffin, a injured and for, out of shape because he's gotten way better over time. DeAndre Jordan and the only help that he had was a, a rookie Austin Rivers coming from dude going stupid. It's true, but I mean, it's tough for me to pick you too. I know Brennan and Jake are gonna hate me, but I'm gonna start Russ or I'm gonna start Dame. Oh, too. Um, I just, I think, to me, I want to say it's the consistency, but Dame has his nights where he doesn't shoot well either. Exactly. I think it's really, to me, it's the long ball. Out of the three, I think it's hard to have a point guard in this league that doesn't shoot threes and succeed. Because you look at when Giannis, when he played point guard for a couple seasons, it's hard to have a guard that doesn't hit a three. Because it becomes like, that's your primary ball handler. So if you're going to have that primary ball handler sit at the top of the key and they're going to play him at the free throw line, that puts you to disadvantage because now you've got an extra guy down there in the paint that can help out. You're in a tough spot. And Russ has never been a great three-point shooter. Dame has his streaky nights. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Dame's the best three-point shooter of all time. And also I feel like it's definitely more consistent there's clutch. <laughs> there's clutch, and yes, like his field goal percentage in the clutch isn't great, but that's also because there's a lot of attempts there. That's valid. He's like – He's like seven for twenty one, so like, yeah, that's not bad. But like, he's also had to take twenty one game winners in the last two to three years. That's a problem in of itself. So I'll go Dame. I will go Russ. Uh, 
John Wall's a great point guard. And honestly, at this stage in their career, right now, I might want John Wall more than Russ, but like that that three, four year stretch, he averaged a triple double for three straight years. That's why I said And I do not care what anyone says, that is impressive. Just because he did it three times doesn't yeah. mean it's not impressive anymore. No, no, yeah. People are no. like, oh, he's the first player doing it since Oscar Robinson it was this great thing. We get to year three, he's still doing it, and people are like, he's it's just a triple double. Wins matter. I'm like, just because he's done it for three years does not make it not impressive. But that, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you get so used to that's his normal. That's crazy. And that's the same that's thing. That's why I wasn't trying to take that away from him. But, like, yeah. I feel like this, and this is where I was coming from because you said you're a commissioner. If I was to been the commissioner of John Wall, I guarantee you I would want him ring. Because he had that if fact, he had that dog, and he was very hungry when he first came in the league. Yeah. He wouldn't have gotten it. Like, he wouldn't that's have been like overused either. That team that he was on didn't have the pieces. At all. If you look at the high school, like, you look at his college pieces, it was yeah. him, Boogie. Like, that team was that stacked. That team was stacked. Yeah. And then you go out and you go to Washington, which was a shit town. They didn't have yeah. anything but Bradley Beal yeah. for a while. What Was Bradley Beal on the team? Was Not then. No, he came in yeah. after. after. Yeah. Uh, so the problem is, is they've never had great coaching, and then they went and hired Scott Brooks. And that made it even worse. And now they have, like I said, now they're sitting here. And they they lost they lost to the Pistons two weeks ago, but then they beat the Lakers and the Bucks in the last week. They've won six of their last seven yeah. as of we're recording this. Yeah. So I don't know. And what suddenly, Bradley and suddenly Bradley Beal turns into the next Devin Booker. Get him out. Bradley Beal should be an MVP candidate. I don't care if the Wizards have a terrible record. He's there a is, fucking dog. There is <laughs> no. I mean, he's literally averaging thirty four points a game. He's leading the NBA still. What are, I mean, I, you can't sit here and be like, but his team sucks. I don't care. That's not his fault. That's why it's called most valuable player, not most valuable team. Exactly. It's, it's not, not best player on the best team awards. Yeah. So it is what it is. But um, for the next one, um, we're going to switch into football. Okay. Yes, sir, I like the basketball one. <laughs> but I had two for football, but I was like, man, I kind of I feel like. I feel like I needed a third one because I felt like the it wasn't complete. The position group is such a outside of quarterbacks. I feel like there's no clear cut. He's the best player in his position on offense. Like I couldn't. I don't think there's anybody in the world that could go to you right now and be like, "Who's the best running back in the league?" If you're wrong, you're gonna die. Like yes, valid. It's a very <laughs> and it's the same thing with wide receivers too. I feel like it's a very ebb and flow conversation. It changes each year too. So that's why I wanted – I added the wide receivers at the end because I wanted to talk about it. So I'll do quarterbacks first. I try to pick three guys I feel like we're kind of around the same thing. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. Mm. From the start of their careers, when they first get drafted, to to when they're whenever they're going to retire, whether that's this year for Russ or whether that's six years down the line. I happens. start Russ, okay. bench Deshaun, and cut Dak. Cut Dak Prescott? Yeah. I respect that. Okay. This is a tough one. I'm a damn. Actually, I'm a, this is really tough. This is honestly. I'm sitting I here mean, thinking about who I'm trying to pick. Okay, I'm. A, I mean, I'll play devil's advocate again. I mean, realistically, I don't. I mean, it's not really like no inner, inner like bad decision, I guess. But I'm gonna say I'll start Deshaun. I'll bench Russ, and I'm gonna cut that. Okay, I'm gonna go off beat again. I'm going to start Russ, I'm going to bench Dak, and I'm going to cut Deshaun. And now that's crazy. Yeah, you're wilding. I would agree with that fact. There's a very <laughs> solid, solid possibility that I'm 
Just tweaking. Horribly, yeah, that I'm absolutely <laughs> just tweaking. tweaking. <laughs> um, but to me, and I'm not saying that he's going to be better than him in the long run, but, like, that's how much confidence I have in Dak Prescott if wow. the Cowboys keep him around. Like, he – I'm telling you that this guy should be – 100% should be in your top five arguments. Like, if he plays the whole year, like he played the first four games, he wins MVP last year. Now, granted, there's a thing called keeping, like, pace. We were talking about pace with KD a couple weeks ago. Like, there's probably no way he could keep that pace because Russell Wilson didn't keep his. Remember, he was an MVP candidate five weeks through. Last five weeks of the season, dog water. He was horrible. Trash. The defense turned up, and Russell was like, eh, I don't feel like it. Yeah, you got it. Y'all do it then. I've worked the first 10 weeks. I'm fatigued. Yeah. So... (laughs) So that's a really tough one because, I mean, and like I said, I'm probably just outright tweaking by cutting Deshaun. But, you know, I just – I have a lot of faith in what Dak Prescott can be in Dallas. Yeah, they but that's the thing. That's the reason why I had this. To re-sign that man. That's why I had – that's why I had a, a bench – or cut Dak because I feel like if without that system he's not going to accelerate as much as he could. Not saying he's not talented. Yeah. Not saying he doesn't have the, like he has everything you look for. Tall, you know, has good ball ball IQ vision, to me, like, ball uh, throwing arm and yeah. everything. And he has you know your wide feet, you know your, your nice physical features. He want, but he is what you want. Deshaun's going to fit more. I in I think scheme. Deshaun has more of an it factor. Yeah. I kind of like Deshaun. Like I think people hate on him. I like Deshaun's frame, bro. Yeah. Like, his frame he's is solid at five for a quarterback, What, six bro. four, right? Yeah, he's built. He's huge. He's built well. And he's still mobile. That's the thing that's scary. What's the last one we got for today? Oh, I got two more, actually. Oh, yeah, oh really? Three. I got three two football. more. So, we're going to do one running backs, one wide receiver. So, start with the running back one. Now, this is – I think running back is the hardest position to pick because I truly think that, like – it changes year in, year out. Yeah. Like, there is not a consistent best running back in the league. Well, I mean, I think there is. The problem was that he played three games this year. At least my best running back did. So, <laughs> this one, we have Christian McCaffrey, Derrick mm. Henry, mm. Saquon Barkley. Mm. Now, this is tough because Saquon and CMC set out a majority of the year while Derrick Henry rushed for 2,000 yards. So a majority of people with recency bias, I would tell you that a majority of people will tell you that Derrick Henry is the best running back in the game right now. I don't think he is. I think he's hundred percent the best pure runner in the league. When you're like, yeah, he's a freight train, bro. If I'm like, if I'm stuck at the two yard line, down six, I need a touchdown, no timeouts. With Ryan Tannehill as my QB and Derrick Henry as my running back, there's no guy I'd rather hand the ball to than Derrick Henry. Oh well, yeah, it's could so he do it against us though? Could he do it against us though? Not the second time around, he could. The first yeah, time, the first time he was going stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but that's because Earl Thomas is talking out of his ass. This is so. true, and then he got the he scissors. Got cut. Yeah, the scissors. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm curious what your guys' opinion on this was because I know how I feel about it. But honestly, at the same time, Saquon is in such a weird spot. Right yes, now. I'm gonna say because we all know how good he is. Free but it, free. He has not been healthy in the last two years. Yeah. I'm gonna say start CMC. Okay. Bench Saquon and cut Derrick Okay, what you got? Full potential, right? Full potential. I mean, it's yeah, whatever you think he's gonna do. That fucking CMC is a motherfucking dog, boy. You need something <laughs> special. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Saquon. I'm gonna start Saquon. I'm going to bench CMC for more than just the fact that he's a freak, but he's a great, great asset at receiving back. Receiving that people oh, yeah. don't understand. 
he has hands like a motherfucker. And so does Saquon. Yeah. Nah, that's but I'm a, I'm, the only reason why I would that's bench Derrick Henry is as, as much as a power back that he is, he's not as explosive in the run scheme that I would run. Derrick Henry? Yeah. yeah. He, he's a power back. I'm not Derek doing Henry halfback fits, dives. I'm not Derek doing Henry no ISOs. Tennessee's. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. Um, it's not real. No. Derrick Henry is a guy where, to be effective, he truly has to have 20 to 25 carries a game. Yeah, like, he like has to keep you, the engine going. I'll tell you that if you stick Derrick Henry in Kansas City, and, he is not a top 10 running back. But that's why they got Le'Veon Bell and they got, what's his name, LaShawn McCoy, two and, receiving and backs. they have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's a rookie that yeah. is also a receiving back. Isn't, yeah. isn't, isn't Derrick almost like Marshawn? Kind of. To an extent. To me, Derrick Henry, the the, the part of the game where Derrick Henry becomes good is the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because, yeah. first of all, he's carried the ball 22 times, and he is hitting someone every single play. Yeah. Like, he is putting his pads and his helmet on a defender's helmet. There's a solid chance or he's hand knocked face somebody. Mask, whatever he's first. It's kind of like he's knocked somebody out of the game at this point. It's kind of like that prime AP when yeah. AP was going through you. The difference was the AP oh. has so much explosiveness. Yes. Derrick yeah. Henry does was, not have that breakaway thing. Yeah. So so honestly, the fact that he's had two 98-yard touchdowns against the Jaguars alone in his career is absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah. It makes me sound dumb for saying he's not explosive because he's done it twice. He's yeah. Next. But caveat, it's the Jaguars. Let's calm down. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing. <laughs> The thing about Derrick Henry is, like, on a 10-carry night, I see... I see... 75 yards, maybe? Not even that. Mm. Yeah. I'm seeing 30 to 40. I feel like he's right out the gate. He's not great. The problem is, fourth quarter, when you played an entire football game and you've tried to tackle your for four quarters... And you're tired and, and you're, frustrated. And you're down <laughs> seven or up seven trying to hold the lead. Like, and this guy is out here, and he's just chunking six. I mean, seven a carry. That's when he becomes tough. Yeah. So if you're going to sit here and give him, and you're going to commit to running the ball 25, 30 times a night, he's your guy. But I think in today's more modern style offense, CMC is the best running back that is in the league, and I don't think it's – this man had 1,000 receiving yards. And rushing. running back. Bro. Hey, 1,200. He was sixth in the league yeah. in rushing, and he was like ninth in the league in receiving in the, the- same year. The year that him and like Cam were going, like Back everything was good in Carolina, 2016, right? It's just like imagine, bro. No, no, that's, no, both of them together. That was twenty sixteen. Yeah. That was right before his shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, bro. There is there is no greater running back in this league. I'm sorry. Like, the, the things that he can do, like, he can't stiff arm. He can't run through you like Derrick Henry can. But, I mean, you're going to have to catch him first. So Look, you remember that clip? Shifty out of the backfield. You remember that clip him. where, like, uh, they just put back on Twitter. It was the one where it was like, where Cam was like, oh, you've been watching film? Watch this. And CMC just darts. The Texas <laughs> route. Yeah. He, they thought he was running wheel. He cuts inside and goes Texas. And just the easy yeah. touchdown run yeah. in the field. Yeah. Derrick Henry's not running no Texas route, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. He, catch his little, he had yeah. 200 receiving yards. I'm not saying he's a he's the worst receiving back in the league. Oh, no, for sure. He is far from the best. He's, so I'm starting CMC. I don't know. With Saquon, man, like I said, it's in such a weird place. I'm not going to let him get injured. Because he is, <laughs> he's not gonna have to run the ball. That I much. think he's a better pure runner. I'm like, like I think he's a better. Oh God, he's a better. When I say pure runner, I mean running back. Like yes, when, yeah. when I hand him the ball. So Derrick Henry's the best pure runner out of this group. Yeah, but I think CMC, or I think Saquon's a better pure runner than CMC is, and I and think he's he elusive is, too. I think he's 
right behind him receiving wise. He oh, has yeah. the the only full healthy year he has. He has six hundred. I think he had eight, six, eight, seven, eight hundred yeah. receiving yards on top of his. I remember that nine hundred rushing yards as well. And that was, was his rookie year. Not to mention he had a whole bunch he, of highlight with Eli. Just he has scooping it off the ground. He hasn't been healthy since. Yeah, that's the problem. We know. So sadly. I'll bench Saquon and I'll cut Derrick Henry. Sorry, so I feel bro. Blasphemous. Sorry, Drew. I didn't mean to disrespect King Henry like that. <laughs> I mean, oh, you're gonna hear about it in the chat. Yeah, no. I mean, no, out of is. anybody, it should be me. The way that I play Madden, the way I run the ball, it should be the guy that runs the ball thirty times a game <laughs> to pick Derrick Henry. That's his valid. I cannot look over a guy that's gonna have twenty two hundred all purpose yards and a thousand of them are through the air. I have a question. It's made out of a thousand receiving yards. Can Zeke ever be Zeke again? No. Not in that Dallas system. Not no, in that Dallas not system. The, I do. System. I think it's the to system. To me, it's his head. I think Zeke has 100% gotten in his head. And, and two, three years ago, or even last year, before the season, I would have put his name in here over Saquon probably because Saquon was coming off an injury and Zeke was healthy. Healthy. Three, two, three years ago, the only thing that could stop Ezekiel Elliott was an eight-game suspension for some horseshit crime that he did not commit. Yeah. Because Roger Goodell's an asshole. That's the only thing that could stop Ezekiel Elliott. Still coming out of college. Now, I've said this before, and it's a little out there, but I truly believe, like, coming out of college, you're watching Zeke's tape at Ohio State. This man is... Dismantling defenses. Ridiculous. Dismantling defenses like Alabama's on a on a nightly basis. This man is going stupid. Gets drafted to Dallas, which is the best offensive line in the game at the time. Right. You have Zach Martin, who mm-hmm. is a top... Two, three guard. Yep. Has been. Uh, Travis Frederick, who's a Pro Bowl center. Yep. You have uh, Tyron Smith, who's a Pro Bowl left tackle. You have uh, Connor Williams, Williams, who is coming into his own as a Pro Bowl right guard. And then you have, um, I don't remember who's Ankin right tackle when he first got there. Because it's not him now. The guy that was there, I think, retired. But going into the. Zach Warren's been there for a grip, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. He's like 32 now. Um, yeah. Watching his tape at Ohio State, looking at the tape of his offensive line he's going into, and going into a team that doesn't really have – because Dak hadn't come – Dak was a rookie that same year. So you have a huge question mark at QB without Tony Romo. Because at the time they had Romo, and then they had the, the, the kid out of Mississippi State they picked in the fourth round. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, don't even know yeah, who he is. Yeah, yeah. And then we have yeah. the number four overall pick. Zeke should have been the best running back of all time. This man, I'm telling you, that swinging – that swinging power play that they had at Ohio State where he kind of just like the whole line blocks yes. right, and he kind of just goes and then he sees a gap and then three steps, he's 10 yards up and he's yeah. gone just like that. I mean, like a shot out of a cannon. He should have been the best running back of all time. He got in his own head. I don't know what it is. I don't think yeah. it's a weight issue because I think he can still be a top five back. No, I don't even think it is. Bro, and imagine, but his first year, like that that year that him and Dak were on one, bro, they went that year board. was amazing for the that. Cowboys, bro. Like they were Maybe unstoppable. Not even Jason bro. Garrett can hold down those two rows. Yeah. The problem was that Dak had confidence issues because everyone, especially when contract things, I don't blame Dak for having issues because – he asked for 40 a year, which at the time was ridiculous. I'd, let's put that out there. I've had a huge 180 on Dak Prescott in the last two years. Yes, valid. Because he came out, and I was like, he's playing just about as well as Tony Romo, and he's asking for the best QB in the game type numbers, and that's just not going to fly. So so he hits the franchise tag, and I feel like he's found himself now, but they need to re-sign him. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. So for me, He'll establish CMC, more. Barkley, 
cut Derrick Henry. But, I mean, I think CMC is the best in the game. That's what it is. We didn't have time to get to the wide receivers, but. No, we can run through real quick. want to run through real yeah. quick? All right, so wide receivers. Now, this is, like I said, not just this year. This is for their career. You're taking them as a rookie. They play till they retire. Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Julio, mm, man. This is tough. Julio, start. Starting Julio, who you mentioned. <laughs> you're going to have to ignore the season Devontae had to bench D-Hop, but you're going to have to ignore the career D-Hop's had. Bench D-Hop. Bench D-Hop? Yeah. You running with that same lineup? No. Oh. No. Are you going to get your boy? Yeah. I'm going Tay Adams for a starter. Ooh. I'm going to go D-Hop, bench, and I'm cutting Julio. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are gonna be. Yeah, I just don't feel like Julio. What? I don't feel like Julio. Atlanta spicy. A, I don't feel like Julio would be as successful if he didn't, wasn't in the air race like system. You put him in somewhere that he actually like goes against. Uh, I don't know decent defenses. Like I don't know. You put him up against somewhere in the NFC West where he would have been in the Legion of Boom. He would have yeah. been against. Oakland, when they were actually going for a little spin, that's when they had Khalil Mack and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, bro, you would have been a completely different receiver. Not knocking him for what I like. See, this is exactly what I said. When when wide receiver changes every year, this is exactly what I mean. Because all three of us have different picks. Oh, yeah. Because I'm starting D-Hop, I'm benching Julio, and I'm cutting D-T. So we all pick different starters, we all pick different benches, and we all pick different cuts. Because you're the only one that cut Julio. Do you cut D-T? Yeah. yeah, I did too. But we had our starters and our bench flip. It's the toughest one because I truly think that you're the best in the game based off your last season at receiver. Mm-hmm. So going into this year, yeah, Devontae Adams is probably the best receiver in the game going into this year. But I'm telling you, man, I've said it for the last three years. I've been on this train early, and I've stuck to this train. I've not hopped off once. I truly think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL. I've thought that since – since ever since Julio had kind of fallen off the edge TD wise, because remember there was a year where he did not score a touchdown. Yep, that and was the really next year. Right. The next year he had two. In that stretch, you can't, you can't like his quarterback for his career. Or, I cannot yeah. deny that he's got to be my bench player. I Devontae Adams had a hell of a season. Yeah, I I can't look past what Julio's done in his career. And it's not like, bro. I looked at I looked at last year, bro. Matt Ryan's not even looking at that man like no. that anymore, bro. Mm-mm. But I think also, at the same time, I think the defenses is kind of um, predicted where the ball was going to go. Because I think he's been getting double teamed a majority of the time. That's another reason why you've seen Calvin Ridley jump into such a spotlight. Yeah. And that's another reason why I've got to knock Julio to two behind D-Hop is because D-Hop's doing the same thing. You don't see Christian Kirk getting talked about putting up career numbers. Yes, right. And we didn't see Brandon Coach Will Fuller. Those guys have sprung up after he left. D-Hop has been the number one receiver, and he's fighting through double teams. He's still getting the ball. Matt Ryan. What Kyler say? <laughs> D-Hop down there somewhere. And goddamn it, he is. He's going to come down with the damn ball, man. I'm, That's like, I'm still waiting for that commercial. Jump that, man should have definitely, crazy, his, definitely mean, endorsed hands, that. The bo- it's got it. To me, like, he has the body of Julio. He's not as athletic. He has the same body type. Julio's more athletic, but I think D-Hop's got better hands. I think D-Hop has, I think D-Hop has the best hands in the league. I think he has for the last three years. To Whoa. be honest with you. Like, I know I'm people are like, ah, he's just dick riding D hop, but I'm I don't know, bro. That's how I felt. That uh that A B 
Still yeah, I was gonna say that. I bet with different. That AB uh, still is was different. He was, he was looking like Lee Swan. We want to talk about this whole thing. We're talking about AB on the Steelers. We're talking about Julio on the Falcons. We're talking about D Hop on the Texans. Really, in this last year in Arizona, and then we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Devontae Adams as well. You're like AB had Big Ben. Michael Thomas has had before. We'll add him to the conversation. He's had Drew Brees. Yeah, but we, Matt Michael, Ryan's been Michael in Thomas. Slant boy for the dub. <laughs> Matt Ryan. You have to recognize at least somewhere the amount of catches this man has. He's got to be in the top five. I mean, yeah. shit, I would want to catch the ball if I'm going in seven yards and I'm going into the middle of the well, field. it's the same thing with Drew Brees. A lot of people think that Drew Brees has dictated that because Drew Brees' long ball suffered at the end of the year. Oh, he yeah. didn't throw it deep. So a lot of people were his starting to His freaking ribs like, was crushed into his freaking spine. Oh, 100%. He should stop playing. <laughs> But a lot of people are thinking that Michael Thomas has become a slant boy because that's all Drew Brees can throw to him anymore. Yeah. He can't get it to him 30 yards. No, he's going to prove that this year. Looking at him, let's look at the body types. It's not like Michael Thomas physically lacks anything that Julio or D-Hop has. If anything, he's more physically gifted. Yeah. But for some reason, he's only running slants. I don't feel like that's the reason. So you're looking at all these guys and you look at the quarterbacks. D-Hop led the league in receiving yards and was second in receiving touchdowns, and he had three different starting QBs that year. That's when the train started for me. Yeah, yeah, that's valid. But I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to debate. Like I said, that's the one where I feel like you can't really pick because it's it's going to change every year. So that's just my personal opinion on it. If you don't agree, that's fine. I mean, it's sports is opinionated. I mean, (laughs) you can look at the stats, but even then, you look at the stats, then you start looking at the the caveats to it. Like, yeah, Julio had better numbers, but Julio had an MVP, Matt Ryan. D Hop had. Three different starting QBs, and one of them was Brock Osweiler. So, yeah, you know, so that's when that's when it becomes really tough to try to tell. So, right. like if you think I'm crazy, that's okay. You can let me know. Isn't is he like a Bronco now? Who Osweiler? Osweiler's out the league. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Woo. he was in Denver. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got Dante Culpepper. All right, <laughs> that is it for another episode of Teenage. Oh, Whoa. he got caught slipping. <laughs> Just kidding. That is it for another episode of Boys on Line Podcast. That's the energy we're about. I'm telling you, bro, my head is full of mucus right now. Are you saying we're like, that reminded you of an award-winning show? Like yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, sir. We saved it. It's all good. Right, all right. Boys on Line Podcast coming out every Friday exclusively on Anchor and Spotify. And, um... That's a wrap. You guys yeah, want to say anything before we dip you? Yes, sir. I mean, if you made it this far, we appreciate you for listening. Make sure you tune in next week. Next yes, episode. Samari. Yeah. Yes, sir. We got birthday episodes on deck, so um, be ready, man. Next, next sure. one, not to what? August? Yeah, August yeah. 22nd. We're <laughs> deep in the year. Hey, Daniel, birthday today, but before my sister's birthday. Crazy. Uh, um, <laughs> and saying that, y'all be, y'all be blessed. Y'all take care of yourselves. Wear y'all masks above y'all nose. Stop being selfish. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Make sure y'all taking the preventative health care measurements that y'all need. Get y'all bag up. Get y'all. I would like to say. Focus together. This episode's poster is the finest one yet. I do bro. like this. <laughs> that was so hard, bro. With Bobby and uh, Quavo. Yeah. I was expecting a B-Day picture. I'm not uh, I was going to, but I will do one tonight for the. For the, the whole sh- shindig for you. Yes, but, all right, man. You feel special for 22. Let's get it going, man. Catch you on the next episode.